0: Episode 157? What did you call it? Crit-Apocalypse. What do you think I called it? You said Crit-Apocalypse. <laughs> Welcome to Crit-Apocalypse episode 157? <coughs> Question mark? Yes? No? Maybe? What I don't thinking? know. I think it's 157 or 158. recoverable we basis. Welcome to Crit-Apocalypse episode 158. Welcome to Crit-Apocalypse episode 159. Welcome to Crit-Apocalypse episode 160. It's
1: 157.
0: 157. So that was the first one. We'll go with the safeties just in case we need them in future. If I die, you can re-record a whole podcast using my... Well, rounding. you won't have to
1: say them next time. I'll just edit... I can just edit them in. Yeah! Yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah, we saved ourselves, that's like, good. so much time. <laughs> a
0: couple of... It's probably going to take more time to cut it, edit it, and put it into the new episode than it will be for me to just say again. But, all right. Cool. So... Uh, Depends how many numbers we do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We could end it tomorrow. I mean, life, that is. (laughs) Not another podcast. Um, Yeah, so Craig Poglin, episode 157. The news this week, it's nothing really interesting. Mortal Kombat's been moved back a little bit. Uh, Black Widow's been moved back a little bit. Um, Who cares about news? I mean, everything's just been moved around, isn't it? COVID's almost over, though. Almost back to normal. Is it? Well, you're going back to work, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So that means we're back to normal, almost. When is your shop actually opening? Um,
1: The 12th. So you're going back. What is that? It was a bit of sweet corn. Oh, cool. Do you know who didn't have sweet corn on their pizza? Me? No, me.
0: Well, no, it was me. That's you had- clearly come out of your anus. You had sweet corn. <laughs> You've just left it. Did I? Sorry. I've also dropped a label on your floor. Um, all right, let's get straight to the brass tacks of it all, shall we? Should we get to the first, the first, the first review? The first thing that I'm going to talk about? Do you want to do that?
1: Have you got a thing?
0: I've got several things. Oh. I want you to know that I'm quite a storied person in terms of what I've been up to.
1: Mm. Okay. So I can take a nap now.
0: I mean, yeah, go for a nap. All right. Yeah. So whilst Dan's sleeping, I just want to quickly read out his card number on, <laughs> on the podcast. He's, of course, going to edit this. So I don't need to worry. Now, um, so my first review this week, nice and simple, nice and quick, nice and easy. Uh, Resident Alien. Have you heard about Resident Alien? Season one just wrapped up. Alan Tudyk plays an alien in a town. Yeah. You you have you heard about anything to do with this? You heard about the series? Have you
1: seen this? Have you heard this? <laughs> you, seen, you
0: heard about this. Um it's also got uh not Sarah Palin. What's the name of the woman who Sarah Connor? It's also got the woman who played her in Terminator. Linda Hamilton. Lim, Linda Hamilton's in it. Oh. And so is um who played Locke and Lost? Terry Quinn? Claire Danes. No, Terry Quinn. So it's also got Terry Quinn and Sarah Connor in it. So we uh, it's uh, Alan Tudyk plays an alien who Who's the lady lands-
1: who was in Game of Thrones and Dread She played Sarah Connor
0: She did, yeah she did uh, What was her name, Cersei Cersei Lannister yeah, uh, Cersei uh. Lannister played by Shit She's so good in Dread I'm forgetting names today mm. Linda Hamilton Anyway, so uh, so there's an alien Alan-, Alan Tudyk plays an alien Who crash lands in this small village um, He loses a device that he needs To destroy every human on Earth um, and, uh, and it's 10 episodes of him speaking to locals, eventually becoming the local doctor because the doctor is poisoned. Spoilers, it turns out it's Alan Tudyk's character before he becomes an alien that did it. So basically, he crash lands, he gets into his, he like finds this person's remote cabin, he ends up killing that person, assuming their identity and dumping their body. So it's a bit of a, like a, it's, it's, Got smaller stories per episode, and then there's a B plot that runs all the way through. So, so it wasn't him before
1: he became an alien. It was the person whose identity assumed. Yeah, because he was always an alien. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. an interesting, it's a silly little series. It's not, it's not heavy. There's no like weird political messages or anything. It's just nice and simple. Um, uh. um, and uh, yeah. They do a nice job of making it so the second season's open to sort of return it to the status quo of the first few seasons, the uh, first few, few episodes, sorry, um, because he basically, he crash lands after the Doctor has died due to the um, insulin he uses being tampered with by Alan Tudyk's character, uh, and then the alien comes and assumes that character's identity, not knowing that he is a contract killer. And, you know, hijinks ensue. Um, Alan Tudyk, the real Alan Tudyk. Wife turns up and she's like, Oh, I love you. She's English. I don't know why I went even more English when I started doing an English accent, but she's like, Oh, I love you. And you used to be this person I loved a lot. And I used to paint paintings. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to suck you off, alien man. And they have sex. And then, and then she's like, Do you not love me? And he's like, I, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and then she disappears. She goes, That's dealt with. Yeah. And then he finds his device and almost kills the world, well huh. the whole entire planet. Huh. Uh, but he doesn't because of pizza. Oh. Well, potentially because of pizza and potentially because his species. They can assume the identity down to a um, an exact copy of like the biological makeup of whatever he needs to take take the um, take the form of, um, and he finds that he's been in the form for such a long period of time because they don't normally go into an environment and they stay there for months and months and months. So his body started permanently changing. So he goes to use his. He's not
1: phone in home.
0: Ha! Like E. T. That's hey? racist. That's racist to say we all aliens are the same. Not everyone wants to call home. Some people want to call their lawyer. Mm. Alright? You racist? Um it's fine. Alien it's- Attorney would have been <laughs> something I'd be into. Harvey Birdman, Alien
1: Attorney. There's a Harvey Birdman spin off series, don't see? Yeah, Birdwoman. Yeah, Bird. Girl. It's, uh,
0: yeah, it's screening tonight, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Padgett Brewster plays yeah. Birdwoman. She's very funny. She Bird was Bird Girl. Bird Girl, sorry. Sorry. I assume Birdwoman. Yeah. I'm just saying, just saying, so young, more, more respectful women than just, yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, like, I can't think of any standout jokes. Like I said, there's really not much to it. Like, it's mostly like, it's just a very easy to watch program. It's a bit like Superstore, which finished recently. It was like kind of the same thing. I just sort of had it and I watched it and I took it in, but at the same time, like, it didn't take a whole lot of investment.
1: It's because you haven't playing while you're meant to be working. You're
0: not really watching the Maya. I know what you're talking about. These uh, these accusations are uh, you just just fli- them running flippantly throwing out some 7. sort of accusations here that I don't work. I don't know what you're talking about, but I will. I'll be taking this up with your manager. Who's your man? <laughs> I'll be taking this up with Mister Debenhams. Mm. <laughs> or Mister CEX.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they sold Debenhams, so. Oh,
0: Mister sold Debenhams. Mister, wait, it wasn't that guy that fucking owned. JD Sports, is it? No. Oh, okay, good. Because that guy's a cunt. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, yeah, I give this... Um, I don't know. I don't
1: know. I'll give it... An, yeah. You have to say things loud enough for the mic to pick up. Because otherwise the noise reduction and noise gate will just wipe out what you're saying. Don't start with noise gate, alright? I don't want to hear about
0: you and female journalists again. Um, I'm going to give this a an incredibly tepid. A nice and warm Zac Efron. You know, it's not the best thing in the world. He probably is quite warm. Man is the warmest yeah, place like, to <laughs> he put his arms around you and just He's held quite a you, nice looking man, I'll give you that. He'd probably keep you warm. That's what I mean though, like this is an attractive series, it's a good cast, it's like, got some good writing, but overall... you not as good
1: as A Town Called Eureka?
0: I liked A Town Called Eureka, mm. although I can't remember a single plot from that series. Wasn't the wasn't the whole thing around like okay? So let's talk about a town called Eureka very quickly. Wasn't the plot of that series that there were just a bunch of super geniuses that lived in a town, and he was a cop, but he wasn't a super genius.
1: He's just a regular cop, and it's a secret town where um, all the scientific breakthroughs we make are created, and then exported to the world, but no one can know the town exists. So it's
0: like Bioshock, but above ground.
1: <clears throat> Maybe we had. Felicia Day in it every now and again. And...
0: Yes, yes it did. She turns up in a lot of TV programmes. Yeah. She was in Supernatural a bunch. Yeah. Wait, what was the... Okay, so there was a town called Eureka. What was the weird one with um, Eric Balfour in it? Um, like a village.
1: Well, it wasn't he in that zombie one.
0: Which was the zombie one?
1: The sci-fi zombie one.
0: Oh, um... Uh, the one that Black, Black whatever it was, was a follow-up to. I can't remember. Ah God. I know what I know the one that you're talking about and I watched yeah. all of it. Eric Balfour was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was years yeah. ago. Zed Nation. Skylines. Skylines. <laughs> Can we talk about Skylines first? No. A... There's two sequels to that. There's a new one. I've watched both of the sequels. Oh. Yeah. So Skyline is the one where Eric Balfour's an abusive boyfriend, but once his brain's are removed and put into a robot, he becomes a good guy and saves his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. T- although Donald Faison gets killed yeah and also all the money from that film came from ripping off Battle Los Angeles the film's terrible what Battle Los Angeles? well it is but I like Battle Los Angeles good. Battle Los Angeles has it's one of my favourite scenes and that's where Aaron Eckhart hits one of the aliens in a heart like he shoots at centre mass and it kills it and he's like he's like okay they've got a heart aim for centre mass it's like that's literally what they train you to do in the- where were you shooting before? <laughs> uh, that's a bad movie, but I like that movie. I can admit movie. that's a bad movie.
1: It's not a good movie, at all. No.
0: But it has uh, Aaron Eckhart in it. I, Frankenstein's own Aaron Eckhart. Ooh. I like I, Frankenstein as well. Yeah, you got bad films. I, Frankenstein has one of my favourite plots of any movie, and it's, I'm a sexy, sexy Frankenstein's monster, and I can't find love, even though I have abs. <laughs> he has... All of the abs in that film, even though he got to choose his own dick, didn't he? Also, he got told like they don't need you to be like that. Was that was his story, wasn't it? They were like, they were like, this is based on a comic, and we don't need you to have abs. We just need you to be a regular dude because you're like made of other bits and pieces. Like, okay, got you. And then he turned up on set like three months later, and he was ripped to high heaven. You huh. he shredded like fucking legs. Well, just
1: like Frankenstein would be. No,
0: he wouldn't. Yeah, he would. How would Frankenstein build muscle mass?
1: No, he had to lump all those body parts around to make his monster.
0: No, you're talking about Dr. Frankenstein. I'm talking about Frankenstein's monster. Well, then he picked out all the best body parts. Yeah, but you still wouldn't maintain and build mass. Yeah, you would. Because you understand that the musculature would have to be exactly the same. No, no, it stays same.
1: exactly the same as it was when So basically,
0: it's got like the complete slab abs. Despite there being stitches across the yeah. abs, yeah. they were exactly matching.
1: Yeah. So, you got a lot of time. You got a lot of dead bodies. You got,
0: (laughs) I tore, I tore my pec a while back, like years ago. I think I told the story in the podcast before I've torn it. Now, it essentially has, it's bifurcated. So I've got two. So there's a line. And if I flex, both of them flex. And then, like, one goes up and one, shut up. All right. It's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hopefully going to get my own DC comic series, the bifurcated pec man. But no, but basically, I could still build muscle mass. But if I build muscle mass on that particular, it, basically, they both, they're, la- they're layers of muscle, essentially, where it's torn. Um, and that doesn't even match, and that's from the same body. So if he. Is if, that why you don't have pecs? Then? Yeah. That's your excuse. That's, yeah. that's my excuse for not yeah. doing more weights.
1: That's, yeah, I've got the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't have pecs because I like carbs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, get over it. I've got tits because I love bread. <laughs> That's, what, ladies, formidably cute. This man likes bread. Um, but no, it's like, it, but it just, you know what I mean? And he looks, he looks like Paul Rudd in Ant-Man, you what know? We're talking
1: he's, about some alien thing.
0: Talking about, oh, Frankenstein. I was talking about, sorry, I was talking about Resident Alien, and I gave it a Zach Efron. So oh. it's, it's, it's lovely to look at. It's, you know, it passes the time. It's not like the most substantial series, but it's good enough. I think people will enjoy it. For fans of A Town Called <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the Eric Balfour series was, though. Anyway, your review, Ant.
1: What about Dick Shark?
0: What is Dick Shark? Because <laughs> I've never heard of it before.
1: Look, man, it's just tasteful. Just because it's full of nudity doesn't mean it's porn.
0: So is it porn?
1: I mean, it's got shark. It's a, a dick shark in it.
0: So is it a shark that's a dick? Or All is I know it a shark is that with its a dick?
1: plot synopsis is very similar to that of Godzilla vs. Kong.
0: Are you going to review Godzilla vs. Cog now? Is this your leader? No, later. Oh, for fuck's sake!
1: I need to f- do a filler review.
0: Alright, review time.
1: Right. uh yeah, done. I got a movie masterpiece Transformer figure. Oh, yeah? It was 37 quid on Kapow toys. And that's Kapow! like... Over half price. Oh, wow. Bollock. A quid.
0: You don't need to say bollock.
1: Buy-like. Bollock. Bollock clavers. buy, like,
0: oh. bullock, buy ek, like the Tekken Fighter.
1: And, um, yeah. because you know movie Transformers... They look like piles of metal that want to hurt you. Yeah. And that's just what they look like. So I was like, movie figures, they're going to look terrible. But this is the third one I've brought in a few months. Because I brought two off of renowned internet YouTuber, Few Adams of Few's Awesome Transformer Reviews, whose channel was also called Toy Grind. But if you actually go to the first page of his channel, his channel is actually called Baruta Zaru, because he picked the name when he was like 18. Yeah. Um. Anyway... Pick stupid names when you're younger for things. And you, you just got to, at some point you've got to decide to not stick with them anymore. Mm. You know? Well I'm mad. Yeah. You shouldn't have stuck with that name.
0: Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Anyway,
1: I got a movie figure and he's good. And I did a review on YouTube. Mm. didn't I? And, um thing. In fact, I could just read the script for that review, couldn't I? <laughs> just that's that's a good idea. How long is the script? Two thousand five hundred words. No. Uh No, nah, it also save us a whole bunch of time And it'll sound incredibly professional Um, hold on It'll be seamless, no one will even notice Hello everyone, I'm Ant Welcome to my bot collection Remember how in recent videos Ah, uh, fuck, I've slipped up already haven't I can I read it for you I've mentioned that years back I kind of fell out of Transformer toy collecting Because I just wanted the intricately engineered More complex figures and as a result Started dismissing the main lines like some sort of boring git How did I say that line In
0: one go on the video? One sec, one sec, let me give it a try. Where are we starting? I had alternators. I wait, got wait, the first wait, no, wait. Masterpiece- I remember I how figures. in recent videos I've mentioned that years back I kind of fell out of Transformers toy collecting because I just wanted the intricately designed, more complex figures, and as a result started dismissing the main lines like some kind of boring git. You're ruining it. Why? Because I read it better. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few alternators. I got the first masterpiece, <laughs> Optimus
1: Prime, and the only mainline figures I got were the big ones like Unicorn and Tidal Wave. I reviewed Tidal Wave a few weeks ago. It's a good figure. It's the one that's a big boat.
0: See, I thought the tidal wave was a disaster. Mm. Little did I know.
1: Smaller figures just weren't going to cut it anymore. Well, problem though, no, those big figures were expensive.
0: Wait, smaller figures. Is there a transformer anyway, that transforms long into a short, or a knife?
1: I went and got a second Masterpiece figure. Which was? Jazz. Folks, we, here is... No, no,
0: no, look, give him his full name. MPM9
1: Movie Masterpiece Jazz. It's just repeating it there, because MPM9 stands for Movie Masterpiece. Oh, does it? Masterpiece Movie. Anyway, look, right, I wasn't going to get this, but that 6 guy did a video on the repaint of him, and then I looked at Kapow Toys and they had it locked down to under 40 quid. So cut me some slack, yeah? I got him cheap.
0: Well, I mean, you say you got him cheap. You got him for 40 quid.
1: That's cheap for one of those figures. That's the same price
0: I paid for Demon's Souls. No, you're not going to respect well, actually, my I review. Actually, I paid £37 for Demon Souls.
1: Not respecting my review. I'm
0: respecting your review and your opinion. I tried to help you read it. It's intricate.
1: He's got die-cast parts. He's got die-cast parts. He's got parts. two die-cast toes on each foot... Feet. Um, only one of them touches the floor. The no. other two sort of hover above the floor. And he's got a die-cast crotch. Uh-oh.
0: Wait. Read that one past me again.
1: He's got a die-cast crotch.
0: Is it a crotch if it doesn't have any genitalia?
1: No, it's still a crotch. Isn't it a gooch? eunuch still a... has a crotch.
0: Well, no, it's just like a big gooch.
1: You know, friggin' Marilyn Manson on the cover of a Mechanical animal still has a crotch. It's no, just it's it's
0: a big gooch.
1: It's not a big gooch. It
0: must just be a gooch. Because a gooch a... is the space between the crotch and the
1: arsehole. Yeah, if that gets cut, they have to cut that on women when they're yeah, having babies. But, but what up. I'm
0: saying is that the gooch just expands to the front because you don't have a. You it doesn't a
1: expand crutch.
0: to the front. It's your yeah. crotch. It's your crotch. One sec. You keep going, I'm going to Google this.
1: Anyway, I got the figure, he's really good. He turns into a a Pontiac Solstice GXP hardtop, I remember the name of the car. Um, And uh, it's a really nice car, looks like a little model car. Although, when you look through the windows, you can see like robot toes inside there. Those are the people. Yeah. Um, And, you know, his best feature, like, it takes ages to transform him and stuff, and you get into robot mode, but then you can get to his best feature, which is the ability to rip him in half like that bit in the first transformers movie where okay. megatron rips him in half so I put in i and put in the question what
0: um is it still a crutch if you lose your genitals yeah it says condom stuck in your vagina risks and how to get it out greatest you got to
1: stop using bing
0: what being fat does What's to your, your penis <laughs> other penis questions why your vagina smells and you what sure to you do didn't... about it Are you sure you didn't have you didn't just accidentally type
1: in the one where you were asking about your weird dick.
0: Four vaginal odour causes. Why does my vagina smell? And why does my vagina smell? It's still the garlic bread. <laughs> I don't fuck it! Also, don't have Look, a vagina. It goes through your system. Oh, right. You know? So I've got, I got genital like garlic how, Like
1: how your pee can smell of almonds or something, I don't know.
0: Oh, number one on this list. You're leaking pee. Hmm. You're sweaty down there. You're harbouring a missing
1: tampon. I mean, some children could be wanting to find out about Transformers here. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like and a you're... criminal. You're harbouring a missing tampon. There's like a poster outside the boots. Of, of a It's tampon. dangerous. Yeah, I know it's dangerous. You end up with general cervical health, cancer. General thing. health is no joke. I'm just saying the words harbouring a missing tampon. It's not a fucking hiker lost in the Andes. There was a lot of episodes of frigging um, Crime wrote. Watch. <laughs> About have, that, have you seen this? That's how point?
1: they ended up getting the Yorkshire Ripper. It was.
0: Did they actually <laughs> for a Crime Watch?
1: No, because they caught him on Did Jill Dando used to do Crime Watch? Yeah,
0: and she got murdered.
1: Yeah, I remember when that happened. I was going to a uh, first aid training course when that happened.
0: It's a shame you weren't there. I know. <laughs> Did you get shot in the head? Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> Blaster on there. Fuck's
1: it's CPR. Sake
0: this is going Daniel move away move away for the
1: segment I, I was trying to talk about a transformer you were
0: trying to talk about saving you damn time
1: yeah and it's, if I'd done well, if I was there <laughs> this turned
0: into the Mark Warburg 9-11 of our well,
1: podcast sorted it it's how I would have saved a life We're right, go into detail again sorry some paracetamol
0: what in the hole in her head yeah <laughs> look blood that's what I, I
1: do see if I get shot in the head, I'll take some paracetamol. On.
0: <laughs> At least you didn't say soluble aspirin.
1: No, <laughs> no that'll, that'll just go out for the blood no. now.
0: Just explodes like Mentos in coke.
1: <laughs> Why are you making fun of Jill Dando's I'm death? I'm
0: not. I just, it's the situation of you being there for anyone suffering from a headshot gunshot wound.
1: Oh. Stick a finger in there stop the bleeding.
0: <laughs> Check the brain's still there first. Mm. <coughs> Sorry. So masterpieces, jazz, MPM nine. It's <laughs> a good figure. It sounds really good. I'm really, uh, you know, I liked it. Is that one?
1: No, that's hot rod. That one. That's another hot rod.
0: <coughs> um, I'm looking for another hot rod to point.
1: Out. I'll have one in a couple in a week or so. But right. uh,
0: oh, uh, that's
1: not that one. Or is it that one? That's Star Screen. Uh, that one? Ah see. There you go. That one. It's got a little Sheila Booth with it. Oh
0: yeah! It's the yeah. one that has battle damage.
1: It doesn't have battle damage. Does it? In, That's is, just how Michael Bay for Transformers look. Oh no! I
0: thought it was the one that you said you could pull
1: apart. Oh yeah, you can pull him apart in two, and then you yeah. can attach a spinal column. Yeah. So he has an exposed spinal column. <laughs> how would you fix that, Transformer?
2: <laughs> after your first day it's training, was- <laughs> <laughs> forty. No you clothes. don't
1: do what Optimus did and carry him around in two halves, going "Some of our comrades have fallen in battle," and then he goes, "I am Optimus Prime." I... He has to just tell you his name. That's all he does in those films. On the on and then the subject of Transformers, humans,
0: <laughs> I'll kill you. Um, on the subject of Transformers, I read Transformers versus Terminator. I just wanted to ask a question. In... I like they
1: turned R C into a muscle car. Now I want to toy of that.
0: So in the comic, mm. they turn up and all the all the. Um, the uh You read
1: My Little Pony meets the Transformers. No.
0: The Decepticons have killed the or whatever the names are. What's the good guys' names? Decepticons and What good guys? The good guys and Transformers. Oh Autobots. Well, Autobots, there you go. So they've murdered all the Autobots and Sarah Connor accidentally nudges a computer and a an ray comes down. Who plays
1: and... Sarah Connor? Pun? Who plays Sarah Connor?
0: Oh, um, Cersei Lancaster. Yeah. <laughs> the ray comes down and it revives Optimus Prime. Mm. And I was thinking, that'd be handy. If that worked, because then you'd never, the conflict could never end. Is there a ray of that sort in any of the Transformers series? Well,
1: the thing is, in Transformers, death is weird, because in the original cartoon, you could have like, Optimus gets pulled to pieces in one episode of the cartoon and they okay. just put him back together again.
0: In the movie, he famously dies, but, along with all the others. Yeah, he gets
1: shot a couple of times and gets a big bit of metal in his gut and that's enough to kill him. And then later in the film, like, Ultra Magnus gets exploded and Eric Idle and his pals just stick him back together again. While out and do, runny, run, run, do, runny, run! Always and I was just the thinking form. they should have gone, hey, we should go get Optimus Prime. Like They could probably fix him. Yeah. But at some point they sent him off into space
0: about
1: in space? Um, I don't know. But then in The Return of Optimus Prime, some astronauts find his ship heading towards the sun. Yeah. And they go, oh, Optimus is in here. And they rescue him. But in oh. the process, they bring some sort of space virus back with them <gasps> that makes everyone be filled with hate. And then Optimus Prime uses the Matrix to, they reactivate Optimus Prime. and The Matrix of Hope. Matrix of Leadership. Ah. Oh. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. And that jazz figure, it's all right. Yeah. It's There's a really classic. smart... Smart bit, because it's a masterpiece figure. They're full of smart engineering. They're all really clever. It's the designers at their peak. But it's one where like I
0: always say that engineering really reached its zenith when it came to just the small ball joints where plastic connects to other plastic.
1: The first figure to have ball joints in Transformers was Astrotrain. Train.
0: Yeah. yeah, which is the one I showed you the other I day. I brought it. You brought it, yes. Yeah, yeah you pre-ordered it, right? right yeah. How big is it? I don't know. Like... It's about well that big. It's oh, so it's big. not very big.
1: No, it's one original figure. They're like four and a half inches tall. Oh, okay. I just it. thought it
0: was interesting. There was another one that I was going to show you. Yeah. There's an Optimus Prime one that was like 42 pounds. Oh, that's the
1: current ones. I've got enough Optimus Primes.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, Mm. it was... It was one of those things. No, the
1: the engineering on that... mm, 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 Jazz... There's, like... There's one bit that's really, really frigging clever. Because, Jazz... Like... Most of the car bots in Transformers... They have, like, a whole car hood on their chest. Yeah. And a head sticking on top of the car hood. Yeah. But in the Michael Bay movie, there's nothing there where the hood is. Right? It's, like, all mechanical shit. So, there's no car hood. And I would have thought the car hood would just fold down the back or something. Yeah. Because you know, pack it away in the back of the thing. With Transformers, that's where you hide everything. You pack it all up, fold it up, put it in the back, no one knows it's there. Yeah. But in this one, you take the car hood, open up the bonnet, you twist just the front part of the hood around, which moves a mechanism around a tumbler. Yeah. Then you close that hood down and snap the bonnet of the, the bumper of the car over the hood, and then you turn the entire thing around again and hide the hood inside his stomach, and it's really clever.
0: It sounds like, you're, uh, sounds like you're describing the first time I had sex.
1: Yeah, that's exactly... Just... <laughs> but I have many car bots, and none of them do anything like that, and it's crazy. Mm. Um, and I was between getting that on the Ironhide, but every time I look at the Ironhide figure, apparently it's terrible. Mm. So I think I made the right decision.
0: I'm guessing the Ironhide would be hard to make into something big and bulky, just because he's already quite a big, substantial figure. Well, he turns figure. into
1: a truck, doesn't he? pickup truck. Mm. But, um, the big problem with the Ironhide figure is that apparently the instructions are wrong and nothing tabs in the way it says it's going to tab in. Ah, okay. And so whenever you see pictures of it, it always looks like it's about to explode. Um, but no. It's one of the features. It's a good thing. And if I find the money later in the year, maybe I'll, if I, if I get some good work down and have some money, maybe I'll buy myself that Bumblebee Optimus Prime. I'll get myself a new Optimus. Because they're doing one from the Another Bumblebee movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing the Optimus Prime from that.
0: The one where uh, my one of my favorite actors, Dylan O'Brien, voices Bumblebee
1: for like two seconds.
0: Look, did you voice Bumblebee? No, you no. didn't save Jill Dando, You didn't voice Bumblebee. I'm not taking this anymore. How would you say that? Where's that plaster in the hole? No, it's
1: too late now. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like you're talking to
1: someone about. They did an episode sort of Crime Watch about it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the man that was in the middle of fucking daytime who shot a person? Yeah, who was on camera.
1: And the thing is, he wasn't like inconspicuous. He was a Freddie Mercury impersonator, which is like the
0: <laughs> the height the height of impersonators. Yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe he thought he could pin it on Freddie Mercury. Really? Been once, dead for multiple years.
0: When, when you look kind of like that, you've only really got two choices, is Austin Powers or Freddie Mercury. And I think it'd be a bit ridiculous if Austin, <laughs> Austin Powers didn't look like Freddie Mercury. He's just got the teeth. That's what I mean. If you were like if you had the teeth.
1: Very Malik.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah.
0: Well like Rummy Malik looked like he just took out fucking stocks in uh Wrigley's, didn't he? He just had like big old Ah. Movie.
1: anyway I brought a masterpiece figure after saying that I wasn't going to
2: about-
1: <laughs> buy these really complex figures anymore because yeah. I just want the fun ones and then <laughs> I buy a masterpiece figure again and I really like it but I still want the fun <laughs> figures yeah so Hasbro can you make some Transformers that squirt water
0: that's a nice Warcraft figure you got back
2: there
1: who got you that I know it's taking up space I could do it piece use of Transformers
0: I mean my favourite figure is always going to be where is Italian Power Rangers Megazord it's <laughs> over by the TV yeah because I needed room for jazz hola the Power Rangers <laughs> it's <In>
2: Spanish <laughs> is it Spanish
1: yeah. Oh, it's so fucking probably more likely Brazilian more
0: likely Brazilian
1: yeah, yeah. Power Rangers and Tokestatsu is <laughs> very big in Brazil
0: I reckon someone bought him and then they were like, oh fuck, I bought the Brazilian one for like cheap off of some website and then they were like, if I order it off on Amazon and then just send them the Brazilian one, no one will know. <laughs> it's a bit... Although to be fair, it was like six quid.
1: Yeah, was it? Mm.
0: Yeah, it moves and stuff.
1: That doesn't move. It doesn't move it, it's a brick. It
0: not- it's a massive <laughs> brick.
1: It's our moves.
0: That's all you need. Yeah. That's the most dangerous part. Mm. Anyway. You review something. I'm going to review a thing. Uh, I got a PS5 recently, and if I haven't bragged about it enough, and I got a PS5 recently. Did you? I did. I you did. Broken? broke Not yet. It makes a lot of noise. I thought it was going to be quiet, but they're quite loud. You sure you haven't got, like, Daegu shit in it? I'm 100% sure I have got Daegu shit. It's purposely placed as far away from Lady's Cage as possible. Although she's quite malicious. <laughs> she she pr- can't pr-
1: flings that stuff quite far. She flings
0: that very far. Um... No, I've got a PS5. And one of the games you get for free on the PS5 is Astro's Playroom. So uh, I'm going to talk about Astro's Playroom for a second. Is that all right? No. Cool. No. So uh, uh, Astro's Playroom is like three to five hours at most of gameplay. And it is essentially a history of the PlayStation right up until the PS5. Um, and... I completed it today.
1: <coughs> oh, have you found everything in there? I
0: finished every course and I've got all the puzzle pieces and I've got all the, all the bits of like nostalgia bait PlayStation stuff you can get. But what's nice is they do sort of like the, um, the things that you collect, you get 3D models of like things like the original PlayStation and stuff like that. And when you collect it, you can like spin it around and look at it and stuff like that. And they are almost mm-hmm. photo real. 3D models of these devices. And that shouldn't make me nostalgic. And it didn't to begin with. But then there is a special last boss when you complete every level. So when you go the first way around, you do all the levels, you like, and they don't take long. Um, once you do them all, you unlock this big cube that has triangle, X, square, and circle on it. And you go down to the cube and it opens up. And voila, there is a boss fight. And can you guess what that boss is? Oh, the end of the game?
1: Yeah. It's against the T-Rex from... um It's
0: against that same fucking T-Rex that I spoke about in like the first couple of episodes of Create Apocalypse. Like five, six years ago, I spoke about the tech demo from PlayStation 1 and how that T-Rex, to me when I was a kid, looked fucking real. And it doesn't. <laughs> it very much doesn't. It but- was real. There is a very cool recreation of that T-Rex in this game that you get to have a boss battle against.
1: There's also a Manta Ray one, and um, Japan had posing muscle men?
0: Both of those sound shit compared to a T-Rex. Really? You think the posing muscle men yeah, sound like Yeah, it sounds shit? shit compared to a T-Rex. So this boss fight against the T T-Rex brought back so much more nostalgia than every other single part of that game. For me, like seeing the memory cards, having the controllers, seeing the PSP go, which I used to own a very long time ago. Oh, they suck. Yeah, they did. Um, seeing things like the PS Vita and the like, even having stuff like the the PSVR, you can you can press the button to turn the lights on and off on the PSVR Ooh. and stuff, and um, and even like stuff like the PlayStation Move. If you press the button to interact with the PlayStation Move, it shows you all of the colours it could change to, you know, light yeah. up and stuff. All really cool, really nice little stuff. And it's completely free. It, they didn't need to do it, but it's completely free. And it is one of the most spectacular tech demos for the actual controller and what the PS5 can do when everything's used properly. Because that controller, as you're playing the game, stuff like, as simple as you running through sand, you can hear it, you can feel it through the haptic feedback, you can feel like almost like the unsteady ground and stuff. There's a part where you're in a frog that you that it's just in a, a frog. You're in like a frog robot that that is just oh like, robot. Yeah, you press yeah, down
1: that's just like. Sorry, you're in a frog robot. That's a qualifier. Should mention. for
0: anyone that, that assumed I was fucking a frog. I was in what a frog robot. From? It was a toad. Was it um, a,
1: a tomato a sunset. To- no. One is tomato one. I
0: did save a toad the other day though. Actually, for real, I saved a toad. I was walking home at like 11 o'clock at night. And as I was walking along, something moved across the ground, but not quick enough to be like a mouse or anything. So I stopped and had a look. There's a little toad that was trying to cross the road up near the pub. So you licked it. No, I picked him up, I took him to the other side of the road, and I popped him down, and then I crossed back over the road and came home. And he
1: turned around and started going back across no, the road.
0: No, but I did name him. His name was Dennis Hopper. Anyway, no. so as I was as I was playing this game, like the stuff the controller can do is incredible. But it is and this is this is the big problem. Astro's Playroom or Astro's Whatever it is called um, is such a great demo that every other game you play that doesn't take advantage of those features feels a bit bland, <laughs> which is a bad thing. You got Destruction All Stars that does um, it does trigger. Well, Destruction All Stars, interestingly enough, is a game that um, that uses it as well. But it's the problem is that with that you've got the the contrast is that it uses that stuff excellently, and when your car's shaking, you can feel like the haptic feedback tells you which side is more damaged. The door, you can feel yeah. the door slamming open and close and stuff. But the problem is that that's a bad game. It's not bad, it's just bland. Yeah. Whereas Astro's Playroom is a great game. And it really did, like, I said this to you the other day. I said, it feels like I'm playing Croc again. Croc Legend of the God. When I was a kid, Croc was one of the first games I played on the PlayStation. And it was 3D. I'm sure
1: you want to compare it to Croc.
0: People keep saying this. Croc is a good game. Or at least... in
1: Yeah, but at the same time Croc was out, like Mario 64 was out, yeah. So that, when you're talking, but I didn't have
0: an N64. Classic
1: platform games.
0: Yeah, Croc kind of Just is. Pretend you played
1: Mario 64.
0: Other people hold Gex in high regard. so I could. Gex be one of those 3D people. is fantastic. Gex Enter the Gecko is. I'm a... sorry, same controls as Croc. Fuck you.
1: No, has not got the same controls as Croc. It does. Actually, Gex has proper rate direction movement, whereas Croc was tank controls. I don't know
0: what you're talking about. I'm talking about Croc. <laughs> but anyway, Astro's Croc Playroom. Something. That's Astro's so cool. Playroom. And it's and it's. I think there's a combination of everything that makes me think of Croc. It doesn't feel like Crash Bandicoot, even though some of those elements are in there. It makes you feel like Croc because you've got the floating platforms, you've got you've got the environments. Oh, there's floating a floating semi- platform,
1: something famously unique to Croc <laughs> games. There's
0: there's just a feeling like because Crash Bandicoot was always moving, like Sonic was always moving. You sort of you had to explore an area in Croc and sort of find every little bit and piece, and then it opened the doors. And that's essentially what they do here. You're finding all the little he- he secret parts and the hidden bits and pieces here and there and then you get access to the next area. And it, that's what it really made me think of. And I know that most people probably won't go there mentally when they play this game because it's such a fucking massive leap above what Croc was. But that is genuinely what my mind... The music, the bright chirpy colours, the playful nature There's of There's no
1: re- Croc references in the game which is an outrage really, isn't it? No, there isn't. No, no. no there isn't. But if you want a comprehensive list... Of Easter eggs in Astro's Astro Bot's playroom thing. Mm. Uh, Under the Moons did a video on it. Oh, did he? Which I kind of had to confirm a whole bunch of them and tell him what a lot of them were because he didn't know what they were. Oh,
0: he's a lot younger than us, isn't he? Kids, eh? Is he like Kids.
1: 26? I don't know. Who knows? Could be. Those youngsters, eh? Mm. With their getting more subscribers. they challenge him all to a foot
0: race. I'm faster than all of them, so I don't give a fuck. I'm not. I'm stronger than them as well. Well, I'll be your golem. I could do
1: 100 metres in 18 seconds at school.
0: 100 metres, that's point one of what I run. And I run... Well,
1: the world record for 100 metres is like 9 seconds. Yeah. So I was um, I was half as fast as the fastest people in the world. Like, you know, that's not bad. You know? It's better than being quarter as fast as the fastest people in the world. I'm probably not going to outrun Cheetah, but I could un- outrun a small Beagle, maybe. Like-
0: 12,
1: 13 seconds. You wish.
0: Well, I run a K of five minutes.
1: Look, I would die halfway there. What are you talking about, Astros? Player? Yeah, sorry. Stop thinking program. about stuff. You shouldn't we get your thoughts, mate?
0: I can't sprint faster. Than Got those five negative
1: organs going in there.
0: Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Getting back to this, um, I think my sprint time's like three twenty. But...
1: That's not Astros' playroom, though.
0: Four. I don't know, I have to check with sprint times. Uh, no, four. I think it's four. I think it goes as fast as four. Four minute Ks. Oh my god. But I'm not that fast on a regular
2: basis. So I have to fucking
0: me. Anyway, sorry, so, uh, yeah, Astro's Playroom is fucking great. For a free thing, it's fucking great. The only thing is that there's a, there's a bit of disappointment when you play anything else and they don't utilize the controls as well.
1: Maybe we should just play Astro's Playroom forever.
0: Like, it does so much with that control. It uses the speaker, it uses the haptic feedback, it uses the motion controls, it uses it all. And it does it in a way that doesn't feel forced. I think Whoa. that this is like there is you
1: played bug snacks on PS
0: five, yeah. Fuck you, you can't. <laughs> I'm never playing that game again. I don't give a fuck. I wanna play I'm waiting for them to patch Resident Evil Two or Resident Evil Because 'Cause oh. so I'm hoping they'll patch those for PS five.
1: Yeah, the PS1 game versions.
0: That'd be fucking great, I'll play it forever. Yeah. Um But yeah, like it's um it's it's just it's the feeling of having someone that's such a complete package and it's free that's the other thing I can't get over like no um, not before if I played a game is it free
1: or did it cost 500 quid
0: 450 mate yeah come on I didn't get ripped off mm. I think I had to pay 10 of delivery with game but they gave you like a 500 points so like 5 pound delivery but I never buy anything from game I don't give a fuck um but yeah, like, it's it's an experience. It's a complete experience, and it feels great to play it and it's really good to see that technology used well, and I can't wait to see it used again in, in any sort of way like this. Um, I think I'm going to replay Miles Morales, because that was a short game. What they
1: need is they need a friggin' Apescape on PS5.
0: No, see, okay, so that was going to be the other thing. There is a section where you, basically, you have, like, a section in each of the levels, so the levels have four sections. And each of those levels have like two sections where you basically you use like a like a robot or mm. uh, or a device. In in one of them, it's a ball that you control by using the touchpad, and it is fucking great. It's so intuitive. I was literally I had oh touch- let's bring
1: Armadillo Racing to the no. PS. Super
0: Monkey Ball. Bring back Super Monkey Ball because that thing
1: is that thing is precise. There was a new Super Monkey Ball game last year. Well, it was a remake of a We didn't game, use a touchscreen. It wasn't very use any good touch. either.
0: No. It was freaking- it didn't use any of the touch stuff but I reckon it's, it's the Sony worst
1: Wii game Sony Studios could make like something They're going to give us Super Monkey Ball Adventure
2: mm.
0: But yeah it's it's phenomenal it's really good and the fact it's free I can't really besmirch again I say it's free you're right it is you do need to own a Playstation 5 to play it yeah. so it's not free there's an inherent cost to actually experiencing it yeah. Um, but yeah that on top of like because they gave me I have the American PS Plus I only pay £20 a year for PS Plus now so um they give you the 20 games for free when you join. So you get that plus Astro's Playroom and God of War is something else on that console. Yeah, I know.
1: And you sold the copy. I was busy playing every I already day. I offered. I was playing it every day. I offered day.
0: to let you log into the PS5 so you can just have those games and you can have it on your PS4. It wouldn't affect you. You wouldn't need to have, you could use the PS Plus if you no, want because it would I'm still connect. A disc in. Why the fuck do you want to put a disc in?
1: Because I have power over the console. <laughs>
0: It doesn't even have the full game. The console the can't
1: play the game until I say so. All oh, right, I get it.
0: But yeah. yeah, this is... it As a complete experience, as I said, I can't blush and gush enough about this game. It is great. And that is kind of inherently the problem with it. Straight out of the gate, they've nailed it with this game and no other game so far that I've played. And I've played five or six of the like main releases. Every other
1: PS5 game that's ever going to be made ever is bullshit.
0: <laughs> I just don't think it's a good idea to... Not at least try to get other studios. Yeah, to they should have made this. the game shitter. No, they should have just at least made it so that other studios could literally just patch in haptic feedback because they already have all the speaker functions because the PS4.
1: The haptic feedback's pretty simple. The rumble yeah. in your controller is literally a sound file. Yeah, you can um, you can like mess around with those controllers and make them play music. Yeah, absolutely. Just through the um, rumble.
0: I don't know. I don't know if this is the case, but in God of War, when you throw your axe and you retract it back, I remember on the PS4, you only get like a. You get a response when it when he catches it. Mm. In this, there's like a sort of a weird rumble to the controllers that's coming back to you, I'm pretty mm. sure. That's fucking great. Like, more of that would be fantastic. But yeah. Like, I got a wider patch on PS5. It did, yeah. 4K, 60 frames per second yeah. patch. Yeah, it looks great. That's why I sort of booted up, because there the PS4 Pro, before I put the SSD in, had like a weird texture loading issue, where sometimes like skin and stuff would the seem... The one
1: you're just selling on eBay.
0: Well, I've replaced the hard That's drive. It's broken. No, yeah. it's not oh. broken. I've replaced the hard drive. No. But basically, the hard drive was just for some reason it wasn't loading in as quickly as it needed to. So there'd be scenes where you'd have like loads of particle effects and stuff like that, and bits and pieces wouldn't load in as quickly as others. That's just God of War. Really? Yeah. Does it do it on yours? Yeah, it
1: loves to not load stuff in.
0: Oh. <laughs> but uh, but in this, like literally, you see like the dimpling of his skin and where the ash is in, and like the fucking the rope when he pulls the rope, taut on his hand, and you can see the frayed. The frame is just incredible. Um, but yeah, Astro's Playroom, if you've got a PS5, you've probably already played it. I'm currently going through the little speed challenges, trying to do the speed run stuff. That's all I've got left to do. There's four of them. So I'm still gonna give those a try. The fucking monkey suit levels are great. There are like you have to climb, and to climb, you basically tilt the controller up each side, and then you press the trigger to hold on to something, and mm. then you tilt the other side and you press a trigger. And um there's ones where because the triggers are obviously their analogue. So when you there are certain things that you grab on that you can't grip too tightly, so you have to really gingerly, gingerly press the button, and you have to hold it so it's just a little depressed. So you're holding on, but not holding on too tight because it'll shatter. Just like you. Yeah, I'm very depressed. Uh. Yeah, I give this to Tom Atkins. Um, I bet uh, him pardon? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you bring <laughs> that up every time I give something to Tom Atkins. I love the man. He's going to be in the new Creep Show series. Oh. He's also in the... Col- I think he should have a nap. He's in The Collected, which is the last film in the collection series.
1: I think he should just sit at home and have a nice nap.
0: He's a lovely guy.
1: And maybe have some baked beans for dinner. I still miss my hedgehog. You have baked beans with just a bit of cheese and daddy sauce on it. Yeah, mm, Tom Atkins.
0: He's a lovely man.
1: Yeah. I didn't realise I could have met Vernon Wells that day. I should have met Vernon Wells.
0: Yeah, he died not long after, didn't no, he? No,
1: Vernon Wells is still alive you're thinking of Vern Troyer
0: no Vernon Wells
1: Vernon Wells he's still alive the
0: guy who played Toe Cutter
1: no that's freaking Hugh Bernie Keys.
0: oh god okay
1: Hugh sorry Keys Burns I mean who's Vernon Wells Vernon Wells was the guy who, he was in Mad Max 2 but um he's fucking you know the bad guy in Commando oh yeah 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 Bennett
0: let off some steam Bennett
1: yeah and he threatens Dan Hadeo when Dan Hedaya's like I'm gonna pedophile Lisa Milano he's like you touch a hair on her head I'll have your head.
2: Yeah,
1: come on, John. I ain't gonna shoot ya. I'm gonna stab ya.
0: <laughs> he was also in was uh, Great Power Rangers Time Force. Oh yeah, Kodo died,
1: <laughs> and he was in um, Weird Science.
0: Yeah, he was. He yeah. was one of
1: the along with the, uh, that guy who's dead. The one from Hills of Ice.
0: Is he dead? Yeah,
1: him he with the funny died. face. Yeah. Oh, he had a skin.
0: He yeah, had they're a skin all dead. Disease. Everyone's dead. He had like a weird skin disease, and then he didn't have fingernails.
1: Ah. Oh. Hmm. Uh, that must be gross. Your review, Ant. Second review. Right. Remember, uh, pace yourself.
0: I remembered
1: that I hadn't watched a Carmen Rider Zio movie. It's going to be a lot of Tokusatsu this week. I've uh, got to be honest. Carmen um, Rider Next Time. It's called Carmen Rider Zio Next Time. Gates' Majesty. So, bit of explaining for where this takes place, right? Because the movie, the TV series <laughs> of Carmen Rider Zio ended. When the series ended... Um, in order to... Uh, the main character, so go know. The whole way through it's like, you're going to become a king, like a demon king, and you'll turn evil and do an apocalypse on the world. And he's, the whole way through it, been like, I'm not going to do that, I'm a good guy. And when he gets to the end, he can feel the temptation to use all this power he's got. So what he does instead is he tra- travels time back a year, gives all his buddies that he's made along the way... New lives, because they all came from an apocalypse future that won't exist anymore if he changes the past. And so they all have a new life. No one remembers what's happened. Michael
0: Berryman's still alive. What? The guy from the Hells of Eyes is still alive. Oh, whatever.
1: So they all had their memories, basically reset. They've got new identities, like... Well, same identities, but new histories in their head and all this. Yeah. Because he's messed with time to make sure that he never becomes Gio, the god. And then there was another movie last year where, because it's a crossover and they need him, he got his memories back and some shit. Anyway, at the end of that, he wiped the memories again. So everything's all safe. There's no, like, oh, he's going to be a bad person now and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but what happens in this is that some timey-wimey bollocks has happened. And now they're not concerned about Soji Tendo becoming the god, as it were. Yeah. But his. Secondary rider, his buddy Gates, he's called Gates, it's spelled G-E-I-Z, so everyone thought his name was Gaze when they first announced it. So basically this is a film where he becomes the hero, he's going to be the saviour, and some villain's turned up and he's all like, ah, you need to take on this role and, you know, you're going to be saviour and you're going to defeat Omazeo when he becomes this villain. He's like, I don't have a clue what you're on about, mate, because I'm just a school kid. And he breaks his ankle and he's hobbling around. And it's kind of good because it's like you get a whole bunch of little cameos and little appearances from secondary riders who usually don't get to reappear later because usually whenever you do a future Carmen Rider thing, it only what matters is the name hero character, not the buddies, who, you know, the supporting cast. Mm. But this film's all about the supporting cast because Gates is a supporting cast member and, you know, you, you get characters from other ones. It's good. It's nice. It's nice seeing um, what's-his-face from Drive Axel. Karma Rider Axel. He's got a big sword with a revin thing on it,
0: <gasps> like um, like Dante.
1: Nero. Yeah, definitely. When did Nero get that though? Because this is from Karma Rider Double in 2010
0: 2006
1: Yeah, Nero. He's t- a motorbike rider. Um, but no, it's it's just this fun story, like where well, what the story is actually about is kind of weird. It's a bit more of a drama than well, a lot of the other ones. Mm,
2: yeah. I
0: like Nero as a protagonist. Nobody likes Devil May Cry Four. I liked Devil, Devil May Cry Cry 4. Four sucked. No, I liked it.
1: Um this one is kinda of more of a drama because they're back at school and they're trying to decide what they're gonna do with their lives. And Sogo's got his dream of becoming a king, even though he doesn't have any memories of what happened before Don't or anything. I've
0: got Devil May Cry five for the uh, PS5. No one
1: cares about Devil May Cry five. I haven't
0: played it yet, but
1: um I played it, it's not very really good. Devil May Cry 5? I didn't like it. Did you not? I couldn't be arsed with it.
0: Oh, I fucking... I loved it's just it. just another it? Devil May Cry game. I <laughs> played it on the Xbox and I didn't get on with it because I got stuck in some of those V sections. Well, then you have played it. Well, no, I didn't complete it.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's gone off Game Pass now so I bought it for 20 quid for the what PS5. What are you talking about? Sorry, the Avengers, right?
1: <laughs> i Rider. Yeah. Gates. No, the thing's like a drama. He basically... It's about a bunch of school kids. They don't know what they want to do in their future because they're back at school again. Because the series ended with them, they finished school. But this, yeah. but now when they did the time travel thing back a year, they're back at school. Whatever. Okay. But it's like Perhaps a whole bunch of characters who are like trying to decide what they want to do and why they want to what they want to do when they leave school and all this sort of stuff.
0: And they don't want to be superheroes.
1: And he like Gates was doing judo, and that was apparently something he liked to do. And he breaks his ankle. Yeah. So for the whole film, he's hobbling around
0: um, until he goes into a super form.
1: He still hobbles around even after that. Oh really? He doesn't even land his rider kick. He just. Slaps on the floor. So there's a slow motion shot of two riders landing a big old rider kick. Yeah. One of them lands nicely and Gates is just on his arse. <laughs> um, but it's kind of a nice thing that it's like it spends at least half the film with him figuring out what he wants to do. Like he gets pushed towards joining the police. Yeah. And he's not sure he really wants to do that. He doesn't really want to do that. He doesn't know what he wants to do, but what it is, this true story is what he wants to do is he wants to protect people. That's why he learned judo and that's why he went along with the idea of maybe joining the police and stuff. But he wants to protect people as a Carmen Rider. Because, you know, it's in the back of his mind. Mm. Like something from the past. Because um, it is something from the past. These Carmen Rider things... They love to write themselves into corners and then have to make movies where they explain their way out of corners. Yeah. But it's fine. This is a nice one. It's a nice, slower-paced one. Whenever they need an action sequence in the first half, the secondary riders turn up every now and again. It's all a bit of a... Ooh, what's all that about? That's a bit wacky. Um And then the whole thing builds up to him getting basically like a second rider version of the power-up Zio has, which is basically one based on all the previous riders. But his costume kind of... It's like the budget version of it. Because Zio's super special costume has like gold tablet things on them with like great engravings of each rider. And he taps that and he gets a weapon from that rider or he can summon those riders into battle. Gates has the same thing, but he's just got the little ride watch things. You know, the little thing I've got over there? Yeah. The one that makes a noise. He's just got those stuck to his costume, and it's not gold. It's red. So rather than having the nice engraved tablets that look really cool and the big flashy transformation sequence where it shouts all sorts of stuff and you get all these animations, he's just got the ride watches sellotaped to him. Um, I mean, they're probably not sellotaped. It's probably glue, I imagine. But um, it does look a bit cheap compared to thingies. But, uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's only there for the movie. It's probably never going to turn up ever again. He oh, doesn't.
0: he says, so sure.
1: Well, I've seen the thing that follows it because they did that little mini-series that came afterwards. <laughs> okay. Um, although, oh yeah, they do... no, he does know that they're Carmen Riders in that. Yeah, yeah. Because Gates, by the end of this, Gates has his memory back. Soji, Soji Tendo, friggin' Uziho, and their friend Tsukiyomi, they both have their power to transform, but they don't have their memories back. So they just gained it. And it's kind of nice having a sequence where they all do a transformation but Tendo and um, Tsukuyomi don't really know how to do it. Yeah. So everyone else is all slick and being all cool and henshin and they're like, okay, so this goes in here, does it? Like, uh? And, they're like, um, and Tsukiyomi's having to look. Because normally when they plug the belt thing in, they do it without looking. It was slick and cool. Yeah. And she's like looking down going, where's it going? There? Yeah, cool, got it. Um, You know, it's kind of a uh. neat little touch. Um, it's a fun film. They repaint one of the costumes to make the villain's costume. <laughs> they, you know, rather than being decade evil, decade, it's like an evil D end. D end was his secondary rider. Yeah, for Car and Rider decade. It's all fun. It's all fun. It's just a one-off movie. There's supposed to be a bunch of these, but none. They've sort of been cancelled because of COVID stuff. This, this. Oh, that's one thing. In this, this is set in September. Yeah. And there's cicadas screeching constantly for oh, the it's whole walking film. dead. Fucking hell, um, Cicadas that. don't come out in the middle of September.
0: No.
1: No, they come out in the middle of summer. Yeah. Um, and it's not a thing where it's like, oh, they've added this to the background of the audio because you can hear it when they talk and the volume of it goes up because it's caught in the microphone they've used on set. ADR your dialogues, folks, but mm. ADR obviously takes longer and they film these things in like a week because they have 500 friggin' shows to make in a year or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it's fun. I like to get like, Gates getting a bit of the f- limelight for this because he's a bit tougher and more badass. Mm. And, um, you know, it's fun enough.
2: Yeah.
1: It's kind of weird that the thing that follows on directly from this is the one where kids are getting eaten at the school by monsters and their limbs are getting ripped off and stuff. But yeah, whatever. That's yeah. how it goes. That is how it goes. Um, yeah, it's fun enough. It's a thing. Cool.
0: Would you recommend over any of the other Kamen Rider series? Or would you I mean, it's just
1: a one-off film thing. All
0: right.
1: Um, I want to see Kiyomi film, though, because she got shafted as well. She didn't get shafted because it's not that sort of show.
0: But, um, I was going to say, if that's <laughs> if that's what you want to see.
1: But you never get a female Kamen Rider in Kamen. Like, for 45... It's 50th anniversary this year. Yeah. And there is a total of, like... Five female Carmen riders. It's not good enough. And maybe. like, I think one of those isn't even officially a Carmen rider in terms of what they call them in the show. Yeah. Um, but Basukiomi, like, she turned into a rider in the second to last episode. Then did almost nothing in the last episode. Mm. So I want a film for her. Yeah. Do a film for her. Get let I'm her have her own she action. She's already had one. She's had she did her thing. Yeah, she was there for the whole series. She just didn't get power till the end. Yeah. Um. But just you know. Give, give us a female led Carmen Rider thing. That'd be nice. She's got a Sailor Moon thing when she transforms. Everyone else gets, mm, Carmen Rider, XAZ, all that. And she gets, Suku, yo, me, de And there's a moon and ribbons and stuff. Because everyone loves Sailor Moon. Yeah. But you can tell the time in the moon, so maybe that's what it's all about, because it's a time thing. Maybe. Yeah. All
2: right. Yeah. I
1: want. I want to see Kiyomi film.
0: Is it because she's attractive man?
1: Well they always are, aren't they?
0: I don't know. They're meant to be schoolgirls, so I
1: don't think about that sort oh, of in thing. their twenties, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not like Lolly. She looks like a twelve year old, but she's actually a ten thousand year old demon that wants the seed.
1: Yeah, that mate I went to school with, the one who got in trouble with the police for being naughty. Yeah. Yeah, he was into that.
0: I know mean, someone who's into that. Yeah, freaks. Fucking weird.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not, it's not like get-out clause. You think it is? This is no, re- you know. If you want to have the real get-out clause, you need the Romeo and Juliet law printed out and laminated oh, yeah. in your pocket, just like that one guy did in a Transformers film. So
0: I watched, I watched. This is a little bit of a sidebar. I watched uh, Mister Sunday movies reviews of all the Transformers films. Yeah, and there's there's a part where they come up to that and. and- Basically, the main guy just goes, so Nick, there's there's something that you want to talk about there. And he goes, James, I want to talk about something I think about every single day. And I don't know why. I don't know why this has stuck with me. But in this film, there is a scene in which, and apparently, that's not even what the lore is. (laughs) Every time it kills me. I don't know why, but I have, like, it genuinely... Like, do you, like they speculate in the episode that it was like a producer that was like, "Hey, do you want to throw anything in there?" Like one of the Transformers, your kid loves. Actually, there's something I really want to highlight in this movie: the Romeo and Juliet.
1: Lore. Was Matt lore. Gates involved?
0: Maybe, it? maybe. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, now it's the Romeo and Juliet and Capulet law uh, where they can take them over the fucking other side and
1: run off with them. T- as long as they buy their fun.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so my review um, I made a Shakespeare reference there. Hey,
1: bite him me? by fun.
0: I, well, my Dust thou
1: bite vine fun at me
0: I did not bite my fun at thee I bite my fun at myself oh, I, What was Jamie Kennedy Who did Jamie Kennedy play in that? It wasn't Tibble Tibble was played by the, uh, Oh, in the, in the Romeo
1: and Juliet? Yeah Yeah, I never bothered watching that Romeo and Juliet Because my Romeo and Juliet is the one that's got um, Friggin' Alan playing. Rickman in it Oh, okay Yeah, so. yeah, the BBC production That was Yeah Yeah, that's, what, that's the one I watched when ah, I was a kid Fair enough
0: Fair enough. Um, okay, so my next review is going to be something a little bit... Well, we watched it at school and I went, is that fucking uh, Hans Gruber? <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, my first experience of um, Anna Rigman was Sheriff of Nottingham.
1: No, no, it was Hans Gruber for me. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> I didn't watch Die until I was like 10. But fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Robin Hood was on my parents' TV. Like... Oh,
1: it was on everyone's
0: TV constantly. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad, that new one, with... Um, what's his name? Jamie Fox in it. And uh Taron Egerton.
1: Oh, a fucking terrible one.
0: It's not bad. I think the terrible one is the one before that, which is... Well, I actually, you saying that I liked the King Arthur that... That was... They're a not bad film. <laughs> I do like bad films. I really do. But I can admit they're bad. But I can see through the imperfections to the classic that's within, like the new Tarzan movie. That... Yeah was bad
1: there's a new Tarzan
0: yeah the one with uh, Alexander Skarsgård as Tarzan and he does the I told you about it. I reviewed it for the show do not listen to the reviews what so there's like a part where he goes he's showing the kids that he like grew up in the jungle oh. and because he was like an ape he walked in all fours so his hands and that's have... why he can use the n-word no because <laughs> he grew up in the jungle <laughs> and he just wanted to explain <laughs> it to the kids that's why they call me the white n-word he had a printed <laughs> yeah <laughs> He had the
1: rules printed out and laminated.
0: <laughs> no, but he um, he shows the kids like he goes up to this. He goes up to this table and he puts his knuckles down, and the the area the bones between the knuckles have separated. And there's muscle built between, like in cartilage. Yeah. So he you can see like it expands, so it could take the weight of the entire body as he's running and stuff. It's that's an interesting film. Anyway, never mind. Um. So yeah, I watched uh, I watched a film called Another Round, starring uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, ah. So this is... Um, I've, I've watched it weeks ago and I meant to review it at the time but sort of other stuff got in the way. Such important things as Resident Alien. <laughs> so uh, Another Round is a film about a bunch of teachers that decide they're going to do an experiment where they spend each day a little bit drunk and see how they can perform their roles and see if it makes them more confident in life. Is that any different to how teachers... Yeah, don't ask me. But so basically the idea is that they're having this conversation whilst they all have drinks with each other and they're joking around the fact that like when they drink, they feel more confident. They feel more like men and they can better like live their lives. And, um, and as you can imagine, they, they go on this journey together and they end up, you know, getting too swept away in it because eventually alcohol, you know, you perform an addiction to alcohol, you become dependent on it. Hmm. So, um, so their lives start to basically fall apart. But they have to make decisions as to whether or not they are going to continue with the experiment, or if they are going to back away. And if by the po- by the time that the questions arise, should they continue? Are they able to stop?
1: Should the question have been? Should we have ever started?
0: Yeah, uh, it's really interesting as a film. You can kind of see because they it's it's in I think it's Dutch. I think he's Dutch, or in Finland. I can't remember where it's where it's set, but they're basically. The the where they are it's, it's a very uncultured. <laughs> where mm. they are it's a famous. Fair. If it was Dutch, wouldn't you know it's Dutch? Yes. Except you but can't but I be watched sure. it months ago.
1: <laughs> it's the problems I can't remember. Did you understand the Dutch they were saying? Bits of it.
0: Then maybe but, like, wasn't, but you know. they speak in other languages during uh, the film. Yeah, yeah, I see, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I genuinely can't remember, and it might be due to the drugs, Just like in, in a Michael talk. Bay film when all the black characters. <laughs> speaking in this of, weird of, version accent. of jive yeah um but yeah so like they all embark on this journey together and it's it's it like it's broken up into chapters a bit like the the oeuvre that is zack snyder's justice league um and mm. like it's broken up and you sort of you see the downfall of certain members of the group and how they react to everything and like it's a comedy and a, a, it's quite a tragic film as well but it's all serious like the comedy comes from the awkward laughs rather than from the direct laughing at them. Like there's a scene where they all go on a weekend trip. They tell "Oh, we're going fishing and they decide that straight away. They're like, fuck it. I'm done with fishing. Like they don't catch anything within the first half hour. And they're already a little bit bladdered. So they're like, fuck it. We're not going to fish. And one of them falls in the water and they're all laughing about it. And you sort of laugh with the group, but then they go to a pub and they're a little bit disruptive. And like, you're still like, Oh, they're just being laddish. They're acting like younger people. Um, And then it turns out that, you know, like, their behaviour, although we, as an audience, we're focusing on those individuals, we're not seeing the outside effects, there are effects to their behaviours. Like, one person gets slightly injured... And that's sort of meant to be a warning to you. Meant to see that as something a bit more sinister, but because they're still acting jovial and they're like at one point in the bar, there's someone up on a up on a thing dancing and like being a bit garish. And whilst he's dancing and distracted, the barman comes out and he's like, "Get down, get down!" And then someone swipes, he is getting down. and then someone swipes a bottle of alcohol from behind the thing. And he's like, "Oh fuck it, we're done. We'll go go from here." And they're downing spirits as they walk down the road. And again, it's the kind of. Scene that you would see in a film, and that's kind of the good counterpoint is is a like scene, the film you're watching. Well, no, no, no. It's it's a scene you'd see in a movie where yeah. that's meant to build this group. You're meant to see that as camaraderie. You're meant to see this group as like they're our heroes. You know, obviously they're on, and then suicide comes into it, and people's lives fall apart, and and some people can't can't stop drinking, and other people, by the time the experiment's over, they don't drink ever again. And there is a dinner scene in which some of the members of the party haven't survived and they're having a memorial dinner. And the guy comes along and so just like by that point, they aren't drinking. And he comes over and he says, he says, "Uh, gentlemen, you've, you've chosen this fine dinner. Can I recommend this wine? Can I recommend this spirit? And they're like, yeah, we'll have some. And they all, as they take a sip, you can see tears rolling down their eyes. It's painful to them to be doing that to themselves and it's so fucking phenomenal. Like there are tiny little threads throughout the thing that um, Mads Mikkelsen, he was once a, a jazz ballet dancer or a jazz dancer. I, I don't really know what the vernacular is for the job role, but he basically, he danced in jazz clubs. He was like, a, he was a phenomenal dancer and that's what he was going to do. And like he was at a level where he could have taken it professionally, but then he decided to teach and have a family, do these other things. And in the end, all the, all the students from their school have graduated and done fairly well. Like the whole class has done fairly well, even with the tragedy and everything else that's happened during that year that they're not or are aware of. And the guys have turned up to celebrate with the kids because they have like a sort of a lever's drinks on a boat and like they're all standing there. And Mads Mickelson, he's, he's had a few and he's celebrating, but he's not, you can see that there's that switch hasn't been turned. He's like, he is in a good place. Mm-hmm. They're all in better places. They've healed as people and grown as people. And he breaks into this fantastic dance scene. And he's like, it's just in a street. There are like, imagine it's it's any seaside resort, and you've got those metal pillars that skirt along the bank. You've got benches that are like ornate metal benches that that just are wooden wooden. Such like a street, just like a street. And he does this dance around all these things. He's like, he's like at one point swinging up onto the boat, and then he comes back down and like and, and does a spin, and like it looks phenomenal, and it is a, a celebration of everything that they've been through. And it's it's a celebration that's also marred in that sadness of the lives that have been lost and the fact that it's such a trivial thing that they decided to do that spiralled out of control so quickly. And being on that journey with those people is it's very strange. It's a very strange movie because you're, like I said, at times sad, incredibly sad, incredibly deep. There are moments where you can see the destruction of someone's character slowly ebb its way into the movie and he, again because it's treated sometimes as, as these laughs these these jovial pranks and japes and these guys having a good time but then you see the dark corners start to drift in there is a particular conversation between mad mickelson and his wife where she's like don't you think i know that you've been drinking like you seem to think that it's a secret but i can smell it on you mm. what is happening and he's like he's like do you not think that i've been happier i've been and he goes, she goes no you've just been drunk Like you don't get it. That's not my husband. My husband was this caring person. That's why I was with them. You don't care. She should have a drink. (laughs) Fucking stop being
1: such a stick in the mud. It's it's so true. Get drunk with her friends. You know, like the whole perspective.
0: And it's so it's it's so often that like a lot of the mainstream cinema in the UK doesn't really do this. You tend to find that American and UK cinema they don't have multiple people
1: who like didn't understand the world's end. Yeah. Because they The World's End is a they fantastic... Didn't get like, like, about alcoholism yeah. and friggin'. So The
0: Dick's World's End is about destruction and you're actually watching this person destroy themselves and the whole idea is Gary doesn't want to survive hmm. because everything that Gary wants is in the past and he doesn't realise that because he is trying to cling to it hmm. and that's kind of what this is like. You don't really get that multi-tiered level of filmmaking, you know? Yeah. You, And even though The World's End is a great point, again, that does fall short in terms of the story, friends. Because the four characters in this, you don't often see everyone's perspective. You usually focus on Mads Mikkelsen and one other character, who I can't remember the name of. But you usually focus on very brief moments in their lives outside of the drinking, outside of the the revelry. And when you see those moments, it is sad. It is, and you know, it's tinged in that darkness that I was talking about. It just ebbs in. Like it starts off that one person comes home and he's talking to his wife and he's like ha ha and then dance gently in the kitchen but then a couple of scenes later that you see them together and he is pissed drunk he has pissed all over his bed he has fucking wet himself because he's so fucked out of his mind after getting in at like 4 in the morning after drinking vodka with the lads on a fucking school night and you think to yourself like, like you know it's jarring to see that but that's reality in a lot of cases you know, you don't you you don't see every moment of your friends' lives. You just see the moments when they're with you. So you imagine that, like outside of that, you might be having a laugh. But suddenly, the reality is that there are effects to what you do. There are effects to your actions. You know, because he cause get a mattress effect. cleaned? <laughs> I think they stay together those two. But like it's. I wouldn't. I want that mattress flying <laughs> out and burnt. <laughs> Not him and the mattress. Him and the wife. The mattress. <laughs> he marries but, the mattress. I'm pissed on a mattress. That's yeah, it. Yeah, get it's rid of it. it. We the mattress a, ain't cheap. We see a lot of soiled mattresses around this area. Mm. Mattresses aren't too bad. Like, they used to be thousands, but now you can get, like, Simba mattresses for, like, £200. Still too much. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, another round. A lot of Phenomenal though. filmmaking. is it called? Another round. Yeah. Um, it's been... What's it called in
1: its native language? I can't remember. Like I say, you're not a very cultured person, are you?
0: No. No, I'm not. Um, again, I'm going to give this to Tom Atkins as well, because I genuinely loved it, and I've been thinking about it for a long time. But, um, I met Dominic <laughs> you did yeah did you talk about it again no ok alright your review ad.
1: I was going to try and show you up by telling you what that film's called In
0: is it just called Another Round
1: it's called Mads Mikkelsen yeah yeah Mads Mikkelsen it's called Hannibal
0: <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen it's called uh...
1: do you know what I found out it's got a ridiculously um, busy career who Eric Roberts.
0: Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's
1: been in like five hundred things. Um, when did this film come out?
0: Oh, Danish, Swedish, and Dutch. So it's it's got some some of everything in there.
1: He was in Moomins and the Moomins and the Comet Chase. Uh,
0: it came out came out last oh this year twenty fifth. Uh, no, sorry. So it's got a cinema release on the twenty fifth of June in the UK. If you want to see it in the cinema, but it was released already. ah in, right, it's. In the it's
1: proper name in this native tongue is Another Round yeah yeah um,
0: I, do you know what it is in Danish?
1: oh you should you're the one Druck
0: Druk druk is and the original wilder?
1: Mild, that's not enough for me
0: yeah Druck is the initial is the Danish title but synopsis
1: yeah. warning spoilers that's all it says <laughs> it's, just
0: something else. Uh,
1: it's not out yet you've been pirating it
0: it's nominated for two Oscars no it is out it is out you can get it digitally Oh. No. Yeah. Um, you what just have to pay this? a
1: little bit more. We can... yeah. Judge dread, Mega City 1. Wow.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, highly recommended. If you're looking for a drama, and also Mads Mickelson is infinitely watchable. I was watching the 10 year anniversary of, um,
1: Death Stranding.
0: No, the 10 year anniversary of, um, Casino Royale. Oh, yeah. And him and, him and Daniel Craig talking. Mm. And talking about the nut scene, especially. You know, like, they were saying, like, Madswick was like, I remember on the day they had, like, a plastic buttocks for you to sit in so your testicles would be not affected. But they had me just actually swinging that rope. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, there wasn't much. And he was like, yeah, it was just, like, a wicker chair that we kicked the bottom out. That was in the script. And he goes, and it was like, and I was just swinging this thing. And they were like, saying, make it real. And he was like, he was like, I don't know how to react to whipping some man in the bollocks. <laughs> so he was just pulling this strange face of sternness, just like, boom, <laughs> like that. Mads Mickelson, he's a very charming guy. In a lot of interviews, he's very interesting. But yeah, him, he did the film The Huntsman as well, which is recommended. It's a very serious film. the one
1: about the Snow White?
0: No, it's the one where he, his, his, he's a teacher again. Um, one of the kids is being molested by a dad and draws a picture of something in, in class that they think it's him, Mads Mickelson. And the dad obviously tries to cover it by pointing to the fact that Mads is like very close to the kids. Um, and even his son starts to believe it, in his wife, and his whole like sort of life falls apart. Um, but then finally, they catch the dad, like they catch the dad out, and everything goes back to normal. And the and Mads Mikkelsen is obviously like very. But there's like a scene in it where he goes hunting with his son because it's in the Finnish Highlands. So they have like like massive woods there, and they go hunting together. And he draws a bead on a deer, and you see his son pull his gun up. And from the perspective that the son's in, it looks like he's pulling the gun up to the father's head and then it cuts. It's such a phenomenal shot. Mm. Really, really well done. But I'm not reviewing that I'm Just reviewing like old yellow. Yeah. Just like old yellow. Well, old yellow. Hunting shot. a deer it, no. with a rifle. Yeah. And then he like, He's got rabies. <laughs> he's got rabies. When really he became too expensive to feed. I was in
1: old yellow two hunting season.
0: <laughs> not old yellow 3. how'd you like their mapbles? Mm. With my dog, <laughs> my um, roasted dog, because we're poor. Yeah. I
1: also had the sort of Peep Show the other week where they roast a oh, the dog. Oh
0: god, nanny? Is it nanny? Mummy, like, mummy, mummy, mummy. Yeah, yeah I really yeah, think you it. should have some of this. Don't you have some of the turkey, Mark? Why did <laughs> just, you eat that, Jess? I really don't want to. Why did you eat it? It felt like I needed to at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why
0: well, has it got hair in it?
1: <laughs> it cooks, mummy. Great I could be a boat
0: person. I could live on the river. <laughs> I'd never have to go back to Sophie.
1: <laughs> oh, Peep show's great. I'm still mm-hmm. watching you I got I watched one where Jeremy gets off with um, Sophie's mum.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And Mark goes, You're not James Bond, Jeremy You're just sitting there going, I am James Bond. <laughs>
0: I, fucking, I love the one where Mark's meant to be getting married and Jez is sitting in the face and goes, Mark, I really need to piss. I need to go down and piss. Like, You'll just have to wee here. He goes, What? you just have to wee here. He goes, Oh my God, are you pissing? It's like, Yes, as soon as you said I should piss, I started pissing, Mark. That's how pathetic That's I how am. That's how pathetic I am. Well, fucking stop it. They're going to feel it down there. It's great. It's so awesome. good. Mark, were you running away from our wedding? No, Sophie, I Just, got just a bit a of a hilarious joke. Joke. it's <laughs> <a joke>. <laughs> driving right.
2: off, she starts crying. <laughs> peep show's
1: great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, what was I going to review? I have not know. Peep show. Uh, Machine Sentai Kira Major. I'm up to date with a poke with a Super Sentai, not a Pokemon, a Super Sentai. Fuck, yeah, go for it. Kira Major is the most recent series. It ended four weeks ago. Is this Dinos? No, 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 that's okay. Dino Fury. You're thinking of Rear Soldier or Dino Fury? Is the combat? <laughs> oh right, yeah, easy
0: mistake to make. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Kira Major though. Um, I didn't watch this as it was airing. Oh no, I watched it up oh, when it was coming to an end.
0: Did you get spoiled? It was like,
1: oh, there's a couple of weeks left. I'm going to start watching it. Yeah. Um, and I started, and I just, I just burned through the series in the car. Co- I watched like two episodes a day, sometimes four. Ooh, wow. where crazy good? amount. Um. Friggin' loved it I was the fastest I've gone through A Super Sentai series For a while um, Like probably since When I first started Watching them And it was all Brand new to me um, Sorry <clears throat> It's basically The theme of the series Is there was a planet Called Crystallia Where these Beings live They're all they humanoid But they're all Made of rock and stuff Like crystals Crystals, crystals Whatever Is
0: that where Cristal is made?
1: crystal Yeah
0: <laughs> um, Why did you put A Mexican voice on that? crystal crystal
1: Because <laughs> So sad. Um, anyway, it gets destroyed by some empire called Yodon.
2: No! Evil,
1: darkness. They get betrayed by one of their own... He trains the Jedi. ...crystallians. Anyway, the princess of Crystallia, she travels to Earth. Yeah. Her father left her a message saying, get to Earth, because that's where Yodon's going to go next. You need to find people with Kira mentality, they call it. Which is... In, Kira is, like, um, sparkling, and, like, Kira mentality is, is a sparkling imagination. Thinking like about that. Like, that's okay. that's the... That's the thought process they go through here. Yeah. Um so just find the people with the crazy imaginations who can make anything happen, can be the new Super Sentai team. It's it's really weird how men how forty five times now this world's had Earth's uh, had Super Sentai. But like, what if they form superheroes? It's always the same colour coded team thing. But you know what? I'm not gonna question they it. They don't always have a
0: black ranger.
1: Yeah, not always, no. they just just them with a green one. Apparently mm. it's interchangeable. Don't even have a red ranger now. Right. <laughs> So the it's, former team but what <laughs> former team, the yeah. lead Red Ranger, he's a young lad at school. All the other ones are like they're successful in different ways. One of them's a surgeon, one of them's a track track and field star, one's an esports gamer who's like, you know, not a paedophile, which seems just like, unusual like me unusual for an I, esports guy.
0: I'm um, an esports guy that doesn't fucking yeah, kids.
1: Yeah. Um and there's also an actor. Um but he's just a school kid and everyone's like, Why is he the Red Ranger? Why is he the leader? But he has the ability with Sparkle-ration, as they call it. This is but he's, you know, got inspiration. He calls it Sparkle-ration. Yeah. Um, he can draw stuff and make it come to life, effectively. As long as there's something for it to come from. So, like, they have these giant gems. Each ranger has their own giant talking gem, which is what turns into their mecha. And he, you know, designs their mecha. Get the mecha. Yeah. In Sparkle-ration. You know, he sees something in a vision and he draws it and makes it happen. Um, So it's all imagination versus despair and darkness, the villains of despair and darkness. Um, It's a really fun series. It's just a really pure Super Sentai series. It's not got any gimmicks going on. It's just every week, Monster shows up, they fight Monster, they fight a bigger monster, and then they move on. And that's great. And there's like, you know, plot threads and a few storylines and stuff. Um, the monsters are delightful, because in what is quite clearly a budget-saving technique, um, the weekly monsters that go around doing the rampaging yeah. are just dudes in spandex with a cape and a mask on, which is like, I mean, like a lot of 70s tokusatsu look like that, so it's a bit of a callback. But it literally would just be some guy in a spandex bodysuit, which comes in four different colours. Yeah. Doesn't mean much, but you've got different colours. Um, and you'll have like a a hat on that looks like a fridge. Or his mask will look like a golf course, and they'll have a weak spot, which is the hole on the top. Yeah. So they have to knock a golf ball into the hole. Um, and then, you know, when they summon a big monster, the monsters, it's like a couple of different designs of monsters, and they have like a giant mask that is something to do with what the main monster was. Mm. Um, but it's just a fun way of doing things. Like, you know, you don't have these big, you know, costumes that can barely move. And then you don't have situations where the rangers are all like jumping around doing all sorts of crazy moves, but somehow this big rubber thing is blocking all their attacks. Yeah. Because that will happen. Sometimes the mobility is not so great in those big foam costumes.
0: No, because they've got like massive shoulders of yeah. dinosaurs
1: on them. But instead, they've, they've sidestepped that by just having it be a dude wearing a big mask. <laughs> and it looks fantastic because he's just like running around having a jolly good time.
2: Running around. Um,
1: And I love the big old monsters and you know they don't they do they avoid all these things that usually irritate me in some Super Sentai series I say irritate you just I love it but they don't ditch their main Zord halfway through the series it's a main one the whole way through the series like they get other ones like power up ones but there's not another like combination of five robots Zord or anything they're all like special individual things Um, they don't have a shit ton of new power up skills or anything like that or new weapons that they use it's it's kept very pure and straightforward and it's like it's just funny like by the end of the series they're still dealing with just pure classic stuff not going too far there's no like thing where all the robots combine together into one mega robot that's some guy in a bunch of plastic boxes that can't move mm. um you know it has to be wheeled onto set on some you seasons. can move about four foot and they cut that. They literally, like in most series in Super Sentai, there'll be some sort of giant robot that literally can't move mm. and it's like, it rolls into the... You get a lot battle. of those ones where it
0: looks like they give people fucking serious back problems. Yeah. Because, you know, like they've got the ones where they're like... I do question sometimes
1: forward. if they even need someone in the costume.
0: <laughs> but, um... I mean, if you could get animatronics that just move...
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes all they can do is move their arms. It's yeah. Like, but this one, they're still moving around, they're still fighting, they're still doing stuff, they're, you know, they don't get too complicated. Um... You know, it's it's good fun. Um, the series has a hiatus in the middle. Well, after about ten episodes, because that's when the COVID issues hit. Yeah. Because the guy who plays the Red Ranger actually caught COVID, and they had to shut down production on that and Carmen Rider at the same time. And Batman. Yeah. And it's Batman. It's all Robert Pattinson. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, he comes back, and then there's a few episodes hey, where Robert Pattinson. Can, yeah, Robert Pattinson. You can tell there's a few episodes where they're having to like be careful how they shoot stuff, and everyone's always kept a certain distance apart, or. There's times where there's, like, the whole team in the room, but two of them are, like, superimposed onto the shot. Mm. Um, usually in ways where you can't really spot what's going on. Like, they'll hide it a little bit by having, like, a shot through a window. So there's a little bit of a sheen hiding that two characters are superimposed. You know, that edgy detail you get. Yeah, yeah, Because um, the thing is with these shows, they're, like... They make them so quickly, they don't have time to fine-tune the effects sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um But there's some standout action sequences and stuff. There's this one... Episode 33. Yellow and red have to get from one side of a courtyard to another. There's a whole ton of muddites there. There's also three monsters rampaging... Oh, muddites engine. putties. Yeah, effectively. They're called muddites in this series. Um, muddites is a good name for... I think that's a good name for a, a little... Well... Luddites. They're simpletons. They're yeah, muddites. Yeah, clever name. The problem is, like... They're made of mud.
0: Luddites <laughs> used to be... Didn't it used to be a term for poor people? As well?
1: well, it's a t- term for the uneducated masses, but they call them muddites. It's a, fun, it's a fun play on words. It's not as good as... Um, Yarlots, Yarlots.
0: Okay, cool. Yep. They were the
1: pirate ones. Yeah, they they went around going
0: yar. Because then we really call them pirates.
1: No, they were called um, what were they called in Power Rangers? They had a different name. They only appeared in a few episodes, but um, Yartots were good
0: because it was Tot. Scurvy dogs.
1: Um. But anyway, yeah, they have to run across the courtyard, fight all the monsters. There's three giant monsters there. The Mecha are hiding underground. They burst out the ground. There's a whole action sequence where it's all in what like done one shot from ground level as the two red and yellow ranger are fighting the mudites while in the background the three mecha are fighting and the camera's swerving between them and like a sword comes flying out of one of the monster's hands and lands in the street right next to the two rangers and they go like that and as the camera pans away you hear a noise and as it comes back the monster's picked up the sword again Um, just a clever efficient way of getting around having to actually shoot that effect (laughs) Um, but there's another one where there's like a whole one it's shot like one take where they're chasing a bunch of mudites who are holding an iPad
2: yeah,
0: or at least an evil version of an iPad. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be an iPad. It's built yeah, by yeah, children, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucked up. But it's,
1: it's the whole sequence shot like one shot where they're all chasing after them and the pads being thrown around between people. And they're, oh, cool! They hide cuts where like burst through cardboard walls or something, or the camera swoops towards someone's back and goes. But it's a really impressive like minute long sequence of sword fighting. It ends up with one of the rangers dragging a mudai out a window and they smash down to the floor, and then he gets up and there's a mecha fighting in the background and like. For a TV show, like Arrow wouldn't do a stunt sequence like that. Arrow would have the stunt sequences, but they wouldn't be incorporating digital effects everywhere and isn't freaking... it like
0: isn't it fucking wild to think that like Arrow started out having Arrow has
1: half as many episodes a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, Arrow started out having um having effects on par with that first series of Daredevil. And everybody was like getting a bit on it about corridor fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you watch that Daredevil corridor fight scene, mm. that's fucking impeccable.
1: Yeah, Daredevil probably had twice as long to shoot everything as... I that imagine they spent, Arrow. like, three weeks per episode on Daredevil.
0: Compared to Arrow. Yeah,
1: Arrow would be, like, ten days per episode Arrow had shoot. some
0: good episodes. Like, Arrow was fine. It was just... It was like Buffy. You know, it was, like, low-budget, mm-hmm. easy-to-make TV.
1: Arrow sort of goes off the rails for a few years, then gets really back on the rails, and the last series is just a disaster, because it has to reconcile and up mm. all the loose ends from all the off-rails series. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, Arrow was at its best when it was street-level stuff, but once they introduced the Flash, they couldn't do street-level anymore.
0: No. Well, even when they introduced the Flash, some of those episodes are pretty good. I like the yeah. episode where him and Barry fought, and it kind of showed... That was in Flash. Was
1: it in Flash? Yeah. Oh. Train, I mean, Barry, one of the early episodes of Flash, when um, he comes to Thingy to train him. That's one of the things... And that, things that Arrow's have. on the floor.
0: That's one of the things I don't like about DC versus Marvel is that, like in marvel they sort of they have their power set and that's it where in dc there was like ah i've come up with a new power it's like playing with a kid isn't it where you're like ah mm. but i have the shield and it's like with arrow they're always just like oh he's got arrows for that yeah where in the comics like often arrow was similar to um hawkeye whereas hawkeye would just have arrows in like the later series like the map Fraction stuff he'd just have arrows and maybe he'd have a boxing glove one as a joke yeah um Arrow started getting a bit more interesting in the comics in that he would have, like, he'd, he'd explain, like, oh, I've got blunt blunt projectile, projectiles so that they fly hmm. and they can go pretty far, but, like, they will knock someone out, but they won't kill them. Yeah. Whereas in Hawkeye, Hawkeye's bow, there was a really interesting... Sorry, this is going off tangent. Uh, there was a really? Ew, really? You're taking something <laughs> off tangent, are you? There was a really interesting comic yeah. book where um, Hawkeye's bow, he left it on the side and someone went to pick it up. I think it was Captain America went to pick it up. And he like, he went to pull the strings back and he was like, Jesus, this is, how tight is this? And obviously Hawkeye, he's just like, Oh, it's, it's pretty tight. And he can just pull it back. Mm. And then Captain America goes, How strong are you? And he goes, Oh, like I am so weak, so weak compared to you. I am as strong as a normal human being, but this one action is muscle memory. <laughs> so he basically mm. can pull it and point. And it's really, it always made me laugh that that scene was in there to like acknowledge the fact that like Captain America can't pull the string back. Because it's just a really fucking tight thing, but Hawkeye's just trained his body to do that one
1: action. I mean he should have just had like a little control that only works when his hands on it. Yeah, like a mun nyom ye. Myum They get a bow and arrow in Kira major. Do they? Yeah, I say a bow and arrow. Kira like Super Sentai bow and arrows don't have a bow on them. They've always
0: a bow and arrow yeah, thing like with a plunger lie. you pull yeah. back. Like Jessica Bill's um, bow and arrow blade free. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but she's like yeah, big bigger Bring and they use it to call the king. Oh okay. Because the king, even though the king gets killed in the first, well episode zero, yeah, um, he's not really dead. He transferred his mind to a crystal, and now he's a Kimberly. Phoenix.
0: Kimberly was the original with the beard, right? Beard with the bone arrow, right? In the original Power Rangers, yeah, yeah. Because I read Chad Dimensions, and that well, she's like the but
1: she's the Ranger Hunter in that.
0: Yeah, she's like mind wiped, and she becomes a yeah. Ranger Hunter. But there's a really cool scene where um, they use they use the original dagger. From the Green Ranger. Mm. They use that basically... Um,
2: what's, Rita
0: Repulsa curses it. Because mm. you know she controls the powers of the Green Ranger. She basically curses it with a candle that's burning down.
1: That's from the show.
0: Yeah. But instead of them giving him the dagger and him using it and trying to transform using it, they fire it at him. And <laughs> it goes inside of him and he's like, Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. God damn it.
1: Yeah. The major. Which I was trying to talk about. Sorry, sorry. Kira Major's is really good. It's probably in a top five Super Sentai series for me now.
0: When it comes to the martial arts of these things, I always thought that Kamen Rider went a bit further with stuff.
1: Uh, I don't know. Super Sentai's more intricate.
0: Yeah, because it's a group, isn't it? Yeah, there's
1: always a lot more going on. Kamen oh, Rider's more about like big stun ashes. There's a lot more effects in Kamen Rider during the fights.
0: Yeah. I always thought Kamen Rider, for some reason, I think it's because it's more ground stuff. Mm. Like they don't have big robots. Yeah. So there's it always more. Depends on the like, series. Yeah.
1: But they tend to be—they tend to have a lot more moves that send off big, flashy effects and Mm. stuff nowadays. And
0: I always like the idea of like the coinless—you know, the people that don't have powers—and like what happens to them after they've been Power Rangers and how they sort of adjust in normal life, or if they—they all
1: open dojos. (laughs) Every single one of them.
0: (coughs) I always like the idea that one of them would just continue fighting crime, but like just be like a depowered Power Ranger. So they just go on to like fight parties still because parties aren't super strong. because no, there's are they?
1: Just no there's no crime in the Power Ranger world. There's just monsters. Oh really? Yeah. There's
0: that's never funny. any like the police force to fuck up. You know what? I would honestly, I'd prefer to live in that world
2: <laughs>
0: because at least that way you could be like, "That's a giant monster. That's the thing that's going to kill me." Instead of it being potentially that person has a knife and has a grudge against me for no reason.
1: Yeah, the only only series that deals with street-level crime was um, Power Rangers SPD, and only for a few episodes before they got bored of it. And they um, just had monsters every week. (laughs) Yeah. But it starts off with them stopping people stealing stuff.
0: God, that first episode, that first fight, that hallway fight in Daredevil, I'm going to have to watch that again after this. No, you don't have to. It's so good, though. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is... I think that it's got the perfect end as well, because after everybody's, like... After everybody's beat to shit and just, like, unconscious... He's just standing there for a second, breathing heavily, and he hears that little girl crying. Mm. And then just the end of it is him going into a room and then coming out and, like, walking out with that little girl trying to save her. Mm. That's just a really masterfully
1: done... He's
0: apparently in Spider-Man 3. Someone's saying Mm. Charlie Cox might be in it.
1: I bet he is, but I bet he's, like, Charlie Cox is playing some guy. Some scientist guy. (gasps) He's Charlie Cox. That's how
0: they're going to title together. He's filming Daredevil. (laughs) Ugh.
1: They need to explain how there were Spider-Man lo- ice lollies in the background of one scene of Daredevil. <laughs> were there? Yeah, when they're in Central Park, there's an ice cream truck, a little ice cream stool in the background. Spider-Man ice lollies. Yeah, it's got Spider-Man. No one checked to make sure it didn't have Marvel themed stuff oh, on it.
0: But they existed in Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Yeah, the Daredevil was before Spider-Man came out.
0: Yeah, no, but like, Into the Spider-Verse has, Yeah. it's like, some some bad choices. It's though. cereal. Yeah, bad choices I made in the past, including an Christmas ice lolly. Christmas album. That wasn't great because <laughs> it was the one with the bubble gun wasn't it? Yes,
1: like yeah. Yes,
0: it was often like off kills like about the Edge I of... got <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: yeah. All right, Cure uh, okay. Major, it's really good. Yeah, um, I've started watching the new season. Going to watch it weekly. Okay, cool. Going to keep up with it because like, that what you were watching earlier? Watch no, that was um, uh, Ryder. That was That's Rider Gates. Yeah. No, and the new series is called Zenkaija. Kikai sentai Zenkaija.
0: Aren't they all called Zenkaija?
1: No, don't Zenkai is uh, like full power nonstop? Is what it means. It's like a term for giving it your all, going all out. Zenkai yeah. in Japanese. So these team is called Machine. What's it called? Um, mechanic.
2: I don't know, you're the one me. Mechanic
1: Squadron going all out Ranger. Really weird. All right. Name. They
0: couldn't call it GoBots.
1: No, they should do GoBots. I
0: made my favorite joke on Twitter the other day. There uh, was someone posted a very intricate Transformer art, uh, and I said, just in the comments, I put, "I love GoBots." <laughs> I'm
2: gonna get in trouble for that.
1: They'll put you in jail. Uh, I do love uh. GoBots. <laughs> Don't hang out with the people They're the people sized I don't go bots
0: I don't you're Racist I used to have When I was a kid I had Starship Trooper toys Oh you
1: poor bastard I know
0: right I had a really cool one You know the The bug that they shoot The hole in And they chuck a grenade in Yeah I had one of those And it had magnetic people That would fit on the top oh. With a gun I Had Rico And the other guy Does
1: it have a Like um, What's her face
0: But with her tits out <laughs> Dizzy Yeah no, no they don't have a dizzy Topless dizzy action <laughs> <laughs> Become the token female Yeah Here's don't.
1: friggin Neil Patrick Harris Doing a Nazi salute Yeah It's about Nazis
0: Yeah A lot of people really Don't get that do they Yeah Although a lot of people Don't understand the Robocop's about fascism
1: Yeah I mean, Robocop's about Friggin Unchecked capitalism mm. um, Yeah and
0: also And also fascist regimes Sneaking into Well I mean that just Comes with Unchecked behavior. capitalism <laughs> That was true but,
1: um, yeah.
0: Corporations policing the people, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm sure last review you, you
0: penis. I'm going to review Demon Souls? Never heard of it. You never heard of it? No. Oh, great. Great. I can go into it then. Uh, the world has been destroyed by a demon that has travelled upon and created Bane across the world. It's up to you as Bane? a person... Bane? Uh, it's up to you as a person... Two faces as his face and my face. It's up to you as a person cursed to remain in the Nexus until they defeat the demons. No. And it's pretty good. It's from software, isn't it? Dark Souls, people. It's a remake of Demon Souls from the PlayStation 3 that was released in 2006. Um, it's made by Bluepoint Studios, who made the Shadow of the Colossus remake, which at the time I thought wasn't that big of a remake. And I still... I, I think that that PlayStation 2 game, because it's such a simplified concept... And there's no real need for big flashy textures or effects. I think the PlayStation 2 game still holds up really well. So it's I think a
1: PS3 game. It's a PS2 game. Demon Souls was a PS3. Shadow
0: of Colossus.
1: Shadow of Colossus is nothing like Demon's Souls.
0: No, I know. What I'm saying is Blue Point Studios made the Shadow of Colossus remake.
1: Oh yeah, I was playing that. Where yeah. is it? It's somewhere around here. Somewhere
0: you else? sold it again?
1: No! Somewhere
0: around well, here. It's there.
1: I need to finish that. Yeah.
0: I didn't sell that one. I asked you if you wanted to keep playing it. I'm going to keep playing it forever. All right, you keep playing it then. So if I give a fuck. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bluepoint made Shadow of the Colossus the remake, and I played that, and I thought, this is great, but this doesn't look entirely different from the PlayStation 2 version. It
1: looks way different.
0: You friggin' Luddites. You gotta stop using that word, man. I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> We're gonna get complaints. <laughs> We're gonna get cancelled. <laughs> Consequence culture uh... will come for us. Um but yeah, so Blue Point Studios made that remake and I didn't think that it was that drastically different. You obviously did.
1: You know. It looks massively different. It's got different...
0: But like Shadow of the Colossus isn't an effects heavy game. There isn't a ton going on in terms of what's happening. It's giant it's, fucking monster. Yes, yeah, it's a one on one fight against a giant monster. I have do you know they how difficult that on was on PS2? They did that
1: on GameCube. Do you know how difficult that was on the PS2? But anyway,
0: so um, Shadow of the Colossus, I was, I was impressed because it ran very well and it was a very enjoyable game but I didn't think it was drastically different. I've played Demon's Souls on the PS3, I'm now playing Demon's Souls on the PS5 and there is a dramatic difference between the two. In fact, this is probably the best looking game on the PS5 because it's purpose built for the console mm. other than Astro's Playroom which I will get onto something about that in a bit when it comes to Demon's Souls. You've already played that, but you talk about I Astrich know, play. but I have to talk about it in regards to Demon's Souls, and Do you not understand the format of my review? I constantly go yeah, back I to know. talking about stuff I've talked about years ago. Exactly. Anyway, so, Demon's Souls. It's really fucking good. It's a really good game. It's very difficult. There are some frustrations that come with a game like this because it is uh an older game that's been updated for the newer console. Yeah? Yeah? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Probably the most interesting fact is that they haven't increased, they haven't added in a lot of the quality of life stuff that we now get in video games. They haven't made the updates that you'd expect from a studio that has access to Dark Souls 1 through 3 and Bloodborne and games like that. So they've quite, they've kept it as close as they could to the original idea and then added in a couple of bits just to make life a little bit easier, but not the full whack of what you'd expect in something like this game. Um, and that's fine. That it retains its difficulty, it retains all the other stuff. What isn't fine is there are quite a few random little glitches and bugs here and there that don't really help the the experience. Um, like there have been multiple enemies that just sort of get stuck on stuff. Um, some of the some of the clipping doesn't work, so sometimes something will go for a wall that's not supposed to go for a wall. Like, but well, what
1: is supposed to go through a wall?
0: nothing oh. the wall's meant to be a solid object oh. like, for some reason projectiles can go through walls at points in the game um, yeah and that's and that's irritating but it doesn't detract from the whole experience it, it's been really fun it's relatively solid it's as an experience if you haven't played Demon's Souls before I'd recommend it to those people more than anyone especially if you're a fan of Dark Souls and stuff like that, it's I, know too that difficult. I know that Demon's Souls wasn't it was popular on the PS3 but not a lot of people bought it
1: no, it sold really well. The thing was like Sony had already they didn't sell like Sony didn't think it was going to be a massive hit and they released it in and the West after yeah. loads of people imported it from Japan. Yeah. It's like like it got imported like crazy. So like, oh shit, we might as well we should probably release it. Yeah. But by then, um, From Software had signed a deal to start making basically sequels to Demon's Souls for Activision. Yeah. Was it Activision? You it were was Activision publishing originally. No, 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 no! it's Bandai. Bandai, yeah. yeah. So they'd already made a deal to make what was essentially a sequel to Demon's Souls, but wasn't. Yeah. And Sony were basically was... like, well, fuck, we can't do much with this. Now. I
0: think the reason it was Bandai was because Armored Core. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gold Armored Core.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Bring back Armored Core. It's still going, isn't it? Probably. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so Demon's Souls, it's a really good hack and slash game. It's just, it's not, it doesn't feel like a modern from software game. It feels very much like it's got its feet planted in the past. I think that's because from software do something very specific with their games in which they don't hold your hand very often. And their design is like, if you see it, you're probably going to go there. Like it's very much the Breath of the Wild style gameplay with that extra element of like slightly archaic design choices to make it so it's a difficult progression, but not making it completely insurmountable.
2: The yeah.
1: Blue Point weren't updated, though they keep everything really. That's what I'm to to well,
0: That's what I was gonna say. Like I think if they were given free room with this and there was more time, that spark of imagination could have been handy in something like this, because mm. I think there are sections that should have been improved that haven't been. One of the nice features are that you can now use multiple so before if you wanted to use souls, so you collect like sometimes you collect like um little vessels mm. and you can sort of use those to unlock souls which are currency. Um and before you'd have to go like, okay, I've got eight of these. Yes, I use. Yes, I use. Yes, I. Use. And you have to do that eight times. Now you can go. How many yeah. do you want to use? And you go eight. All right, cool. Uh, which is nice. Uh, but one of the things that that has got a bit, got a bit um, weird is HDR. The PS3 didn't have HDR. They sort of they had to manage the darkness by you know making it look, so making it less detailed so that you sort of had a focus on the foreground or the under focus, like mm. on the middle and the, and the sides. Um, in this, because HDR's like, such a new thing and it's something that you can possibly use, they don't seem to really take advantage of that and dark areas just appear too dark and too difficult to see stuff in, whereas light areas often seem like sort too your light. TV
1: out, man, you haven't got to calibrate it calibrated right. I've calibrated the, the HDR bit. like several times. Put the brightness that on your problem. TV to a max Yeah. and then uh, calibrate from there because <sighs> the HDR will deal with the brightness. I'll give it a
0: go. I'll give, yeah. it a, give it a good old college go. But other than that, I've really enjoyed it. It's not a perfect game. It's, it's not as good as Astro Bot's Playroom and that's, that was going to be the next thing is there is some of that haptic feedback stuff in there, which is fine. Um, sometimes when you're doing stuff like crates cracking below your feet, instead of them coming from the TV, they'll come from your controller,
2: yeah. which
0: is a nice little immersive thing because that seems like the crates are around you and then everything that's happening is in the foreground. So like Stuff like your sword hitting walls will come through the, the controller rather than the TV. Um, but, um, but in regards to like, they've introduced small bits where the controller reacts to what you're doing. It's like mm. pulling a bowstring, You can kind of feel that. Yeah. Like it will resist. But the problem is it just doesn't resist enough and it comes in too late. Whereas something like, I reviewed Control last episode. And in that, if your gun runs out of ammo and you've got to pull the trigger, it just fucking won't let you. You have to wait for it to reload, right? Which is fine. That's, that's kind of how it works. If the clip's not loaded, you can't pull the trigger because the trigger won't be in place. Um, in this, because the bow thing doesn't come in, it feels like everything's working on a delay. So it feels like you're going, like, you're pulling it back and then the controller starts resisting. But you've already pulled it back. So it's
1: not. But well, it doesn't start resisting until the wire goes No, tall. but
0: what I mean is that, like, it's after you've pulled it all the way back that it feels like it's resisting a little bit. It's only for that last, like, millimeter and that just yeah, doesn't seem like a proper implementation of the actual. How
1: many bow and arrows have you
0: used? I've you got know, two. Friggin- at home, why?
1: You, just, you don't have to use bow arrows. Yes, I do. You've never used the
0: bow. I and- have.
1: Freaking coward.
0: I have used a bow and arrow. I have one at home.
1: I bet you use a fucking Fisher Price bow and arrow. No,
0: I used one that you had to. So I bought it, and it's like a, it's meant to be. It's meant to be like a, like a large like longbow. Wow. So you have two bits of wood that you fit into the handle. You put the bowstring in, and then where the tension from the bowstring goes in, it keeps the handle and the two bits together. And then you pull it back, and you can you can aim. It doesn't have like a targeting reticle or anything fancy like the reticle. <laughs> it has it has a thumb gap, and then it has the the sliding part. Um, but yeah I have a bow and arrow I basically I bought it just because there was a stage in my life where I wanted to try various different things it turns out most of them were medieval stuff because I also made an ingot out of aluminium cans yeah made a furnace it wasn't really a furnace what's it called Um, a kiln it's not a kiln I made like a furnace basically I just took a pot reinforced the sides of concrete drilled a hole through the side and then I put I put a hairdryer in so that I could stoke the flames using the hairdryer (laughs) to increase the heat and I just had an old cast iron pot in there that I would put cans in. They'd melt down and I just made a brick of cans, basically. It smelled real bad because I you put the cans out. It didn't burn off the stuff that was in there. It just stank. Uh, but yeah, I had a load of weird hobbies for a little while. Um, archery was one of them. Just wrecking. I got really stuff. good, I got really good, like, 25 metres. That's how, that's how.
1: And then you tore your peg.
0: No, I tore my peck when I was working. I tore my peck. Oh God, I've already told this story a million times. There was a pressure drill. Like it was a pillar drill that wasn't active. So it was like a pressure drill. So you had to apply pressure to a ferrule to increase the hole of the ferrule, right? If the drill was on, the problem was it would twist the ferrule and it would make the hole askew. So you just had to depressure it. So basically what we were doing is we were placing weights and they we were pulling it down. I removed the weights to demonstrate to a colleague how you would pull it down normally. So you'd stay close to the machine and you'd pull the weight down. But in my in my haste, I didn't think about it, and I was standing further away, and I went to pull it down, and the pressure caused a minor tear. That tear later got worse when I was doing weights. I should have known. I injured myself, doing something silly, and then I didn't get it checked in time. And then by the time I got it checked, it was the chances were it would do more damage if I was put under and had it repaired, because it, it had to be sewn together. And then there's a chance of further damage if they split, if the muscle didn't mm. take properly. So
1: now I, you got weird tits.
0: Basically, yeah. It's just like <coughs> it just looks like a flat part. a flat the You've the, already
1: tried describing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, Demon Souls, pretty good. Pretty sweet game, but it isn't perfect. I'm gonna give it it's in here
1: reviewing games from fifteen years ago now. Go Yeah, I
0: know. I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this Kate Blanchett. Oh. Ah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Close to perfect. Kate Blanchett
1: is perfect. What are you you in so mean case perfect. plate?
0: Yeah, she works Kate with Woody Allen. Blanchett. Blanchett. She works with Woody Allen, and she's done films with uh, with Louis CK. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I don't make the rules. But when you fuck kids or you have masturbate on women against their will, you sort of go down a couple of points in my book. Which one did who, which? Was, uh, Louis CK masturbated on women against their will, trapped them in hotel rooms and just jacked off on them. Uh, Woody Allen, he he fucked his daughter. Did he? Yeah, his adopted daughter. He married her.
1: Oh no, she she wasn't his daughter.
0: No, but he was her she... stepfather.
1: She was, yeah, she was an adult when he got with um, Thingy, and they were never married, so she was never his stepdaughter. Sun so, Yi. yeah, yeah, but he knew her since she was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, I don't you know. Mean. I don't know. He's weirdo. He is a weirdo. Yeah, Alec Baldwin loves defending him a whole bunch.
0: So does Scarlett Johansson.
1: Yeah, there comes a point when you got to like decide whether you want to keep defending someone just Famous in case.
0: Asian actress Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Clay B- Kate Blanchett doesn't work with him anymore, but it's just it's one of those things that's always hurt me, because she did do work with him after the accusations came forward. And also... The Ron- accusations
1: came forward in the 80s.
0: No, no, but I mean, like, more recent ones have come forward yeah. as well, because like, Ronan Farrow has also written a book about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, Kate Blanchett. Uh, and your last review.
1: Fuck you. Uh, I don't have anything. End of the Oh, podcast.
0: shit. What? I was going to say something. I forgot about this. It's actually my lead to your review. So, Toho no. Studios, the people that created Godzilla... They are the ones who designed the monsters in Monster Hunter that I praised a couple of episodes ago. Oh. Yeah, so that's why the monsters look so fucking good.
1: The movie Monster so Hunter.
0: Yeah. That's why the monsters look so good and so accurate is because they were made by Toho. Toho were part of the design team that, that helped with that.
1: You sure just want some guy called John Toho?
0: No, no, they're actually like their logos in the beginning. Yeah. I remembered it, but I, I it's their new logo as well, which looks pretty cool. These are the
1: same logo. No, time. it's like a high res. Yeah.
0: Noof. Um, I just you try to throw little up little it in your mouth i a little bit in my mouth man yeah. it's that like pizza and beer I hope you picked up that sweet
1: corn you dropped on the floor
0: the one that you threw at me yeah eat it well no because you know the law is that if I throw something down I am lit I've littered but if you then pick it up and then throw it down again you have littered
1: it touched you first well, no it did not you rolled down your leg. you
0: lip. picked it up and you threw at me assault is what happened I don't know if it was salted but I assume so and I've been assaulted Second-hand assaulted. Friggin... Shut up.
1: (laughs) Whiny lefty (laughs) liberals.
0: You FJW cat! um, Fucking snowflights. Godzilla vs.
1: Kong came out. It's pretty good, fun. Uh, Not very smart. Just a fun action movie, you know? And it's got Godzilla and Kong in it. So, there you go.
0: Did you feel a bit irked by the fact that it was basically like watching cockfighting? Because all of the fights are the fault of humans. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. That's that fucked me. me
0: off so much.
1: But didn't you notice all the in the background? There was always the big Russian Slav guys <laughs> yeah. kneeling down. Yeah, kill him, kill yeah. him. Like they were ones they want the it
0: Really, like you don't need that to happen. For you could make it so that.
1: So anyway, in the film, Kong's living in a cage thing now because no, like, he's living on Skull Island. Yeah, no, in, uh, in a cage. Yeah, because Gidara or... it wasn't good it was the, the storm that's around Skull Island closed in and killed everyone on the island
0: um, I thought the storm <laughs> I thought the storm was relating to the apex monsters having a fight in King of Monsters nah so
1: <sighs> it doesn't matter it's all stuff that happened before the film yeah But anyway, he's on the island, it's like a sanctuary thing, they're keeping him there to make sure Godzilla never finds him, Yeah, because Godzilla will be all like, apex brothers, whereas really, I think Godzilla and Kong would get along swimmingly in in real
0: life. They do.
1: They would dance around and have fun. Spoilers. They're pretty
0: good chums. um,
1: There's a whole bunch of plots with people, which involves making Kong go to a Hollow Earth thing. Hollow Earth's been mentioned a bunch of times in the (laughs) films, Skull Island I think started it. Um, and there was, like, a little bit of travelling through tunnels in um,
0: well, they King do, of the Monsters, yeah, and they, they end up in Atlantis. Go, they do it to go into the, the hot, like, volcanic area, yeah. don't they?
1: Yeah. Um, but no, there's basically, they're taking Kong. They're going to take him to Antarctica to lead him to Hollow Earth. Godzilla's been attacking stuff for some reason. It's because he's picking up on some weird energy yeah. coming from this company called Apex. What are they doing? The Where's cybernetics... Charles Dance died between films. He, Did he? Yeah, he um he had a stroke. Um, so, <laughs> so they got
0: the skull. Yeah, I got, always thought got they got pneumonia. Just it on Nicholas Cage
1: you got, you got pneumonia between films. <laughs> you got pneumonia. He got.
0: Ooh, I'm
2: cold. That's what happens?
1: Old people get lonely. They don't turn the heating <laughs> they on get as pneumonia. much. And you know they don't turn the heating on because they can't afford oh, to pay the bills. And Charles no. Dance
0: died in pneumonia. Don't tell stories like that because I've had to hear him on the phone a week.
1: But anyway, so. Um, Godzilla sniffs out Kong, obviously. They have a yeah. big fight on some boats, like that bit from Evangelion,
0: yeah,
1: with the boat fight. Um it's fun. You know, there's the feel it's not smart. It's not big, it's not clever. It could have done with tidying up a little bit, like it's the already whole... been
0: it's been cut to ribbons. Yeah. That's the biggest thing well, that I could see.
1: The main I think the main casualty was they just basically cut out everything to do with Sarazara's son. Yeah. Um you barely even know the um one of the villains is doc is friggin' Sarazara's son. Really? Yeah, Ren 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 Serizawa, the guy who's controlling Ghidorah. He's
0: the son of yeah. Serizawa from the last film. Yeah, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, Jesus.
1: Yeah, it's cut completely cut from the film. No idea. Yeah, they, they literally only mention his name once at the end, um, but it is here. It's meant to be his son. Um but it's basically just because I think. If they'd left that in, then there would have been too much stuff getting in the way of the monster fights. Because the thing is, when you get a film like this, big monster fights, you're not going to cut those bits from the film. No. You might trim them down here and there, yeah. you know. But there's going to come a point where they're staying in the film no matter what. So if you're going to trim stuff out to make the film run faster, it's going to be subplots with the characters. Yeah. And his subplot obviously got completely erased because there's like a couple of shots where he looks like he's, ooh, should I be doing this? But then nah, just jumps yeah, straight his in. face melody, doesn't he?
0: Think it's it's his whole brain melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Um, I think really, one thing I think they should have done was ditch the podcaster, ditch Mini Bobby Brown and um, New Zealand kid from friggin' Hunt, Hunt for the from World, yeah. People. Yeah. Um, and Deadpool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ditch, Even though they
0: were actually all right. them.
1: Have Scar, Scar's guard's character. Remember him? Because at the start, yeah. he's like a disgraced professor who yeah. no one trusts anymore. He's
0: still a teacher. Isn't
1: have he? him break into Apex at the start because he thinks there's something that will prove his theories. Yeah. And maybe, maybe they go, oh, you shouldn't have broken in here, but you know what? You're just the sort of guy we might need to take on this really stupid mission that could kill, everyone, kill you. And then they rope him into it as a sort of like a bribery thing say we'll fund this other thing we'll get you answers to what happened to your brother if you go into Hollow Earth and then ditch the podcast I think
0: you've got yeah you're on the right train there I think maybe instead of him having been disgraced and be a teacher and stuff like that have him be a little bit mad because he already plays a bit crazy in this yeah Have
1: him involved in the first 20... Because he turns up 25 minutes into Have him
0: literally do do an arm again. Have him having like an old... You know, like in Texas, have like one of those old pillow drills, the oil drills. Have him one of those and he is measuring how deep he can get with his adapted drill. And he's like going, I'm going to find my brother, I'm going to drill down and then I'm going to get to the hollow earth using this. And it's just a janky piece of shit technology. Have them turn up and be like, how would you like unlimited funding? Yeah, but he has to
1: have some sort of beef with Apex so you can... So he can be there when Godzilla attacks the base. But yeah, no, but Because you need a character we're following but there.
0: But that's what you would do. Like, he's been independent for this long because he doesn't trust mm. these people. So when they come along and say, your brother was working with us, would you come and help us save him? And he's like, my brother's dead. It's like, there's a chance he's not. And mm. then fake the signal down in the... and make that his prime, like... Because he doesn't really have a drive other than getting to Hollow Earth.
1: He just wants to see it.
0: Yeah, and then when he gets to Hollow Earth, he acts like he's an integral part to this whole thing. Like, at one point, he throws a rock at a fucking giant bat monster to save other people. Yeah, no, I
1: wouldn't. I'd throw the kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd throw the kid. Yeah, who cares? Bat's going to be more interesting. Well, other than sign kid language. I don't need that It'd be like kids. that bit
1: in, um, is it Feast 2 when the yeah. guy rescues the baby? Oh, and yeah. He's being chased by the monster, he just throws You've the baby in it. Have you seen
0: Feast 1, 2, and <laughs> 3?
1: No, just the second one.
0: Oh, you haven't seen Feast
1: 1? <laughs> I just thought it would be where he throws the baby it. I've got a if you want to a Feast um, 1. Anyway, um, yeah, the whole film is just a series of ways to get Godzilla <laughs> and yeah. Kong to fight. Um, and I love the Godzilla and Kong fights. The one of the boat is frigging great. Like the bit I, where Kong's like, what should I do? And he just figures out, Oh, I'm going to leap between the boats. Yeah. Um, those boats wouldn't take the weight no. of a Kong, but it doesn't matter because it's fun. I and got- they helicopter him there. Um, cause in, in King Kong versus Godzilla, the 1964 classic, um, they helicopter, they tied Kong to a bunch of balloons and drag him to a, yeah, <laughs> off. um, you know, that was a nice little reference thing there. I got uh,
0: really annoyed with the last fight because um, they keep... So basically, by that point, Alexander Skarsgård doesn't really have anything to do. He fell over. No, no, no.
1: Big thing exploded that's, that's, that's
0: before he fell over. So Alexander Skarsgård doesn't have anything to do and instead of them focusing on this massive mm. fight, which is fucking incredible and spectacular, really good, mm. they cut suddenly to him going, I guess Kong won round two. Mm. And then five seconds later... Both Kong and Godzilla were up fighting again. But yeah. we missed this massive chunk of action. Like, this,
1: this, like. Well, no, Kong, we lost. And then, and then someone had a nap. The sun <laughs> came up.
0: It was just, it was the most. I did like
1: the smart that they have. Because the, the fight in friggin' Hong Kong at night time, where it's all neon incredible. and stuff, looks friggin' lovely. Yeah. Like, and that's Adam Wingard doing his neon bullshit. Because he loves friggin' neon yeah. in his films. Like, um, friggin' watch his Death Note film. It's not good, but. Um, did he direct that? Yeah, he directed Death Note. Oh
0: god! Yeah. The guest is one of my Death
1: Note films. would have been fine if he knew he was making Death Note and not making a new Final Destination film.
0: I <laughs> I've got the guest on Blu-ray and I bought mm-hmm. it digitally as well. I love that yeah, film. I, um, I really like it. Yeah, he did um, Your Next as well, didn't he? Yeah, Your Next. I saw that
1: in cinemas. Yeah. And I fucking I saw but that, that. that fight's fantastic and it's got loads of cool stuff. It's got like like just freaking gods at Kick Kong getting his face smashed into buildings yeah. and shit.
0: Um, that fucking axe shot with the fucking light from the from the atomic breath yeah. as the axe swings down like fucking hits him yeah and it's then all you're cool like... stuff
1: did you spot the Lethal weapon 2 reference no um after kong gets up towards the end for the final fight yeah um, he gets up and his shoulder's dislocated and he smacks into yes, the building. yes yes and i was like did you just do a rigs yes. and then on the end credits it actually lists Lethal Weapon 2. There's a bit where it says Godzilla created by Toho, Kong created by Universal Studios, all this sort of stuff. And it has Lethal Weapon 2 by Warner Brothers. And I was like, did did they need to credit Warner that? Or, like, I mean, to me, it looked like they recreated the shot. Yeah. Like, I honestly... I. I would like to see the shot from Leaf Weapon 2 where he smacks his shoulder in because I watched it afterwards. It
0: happens like several times. He, yeah, but he smacks his arm into the thing. Are you talking about the first one where he's just had the fight with Fingy and he's. No,
1: in, you know, in Leaf Weapon 2, he.
0: Does a straight jacket. But he's got a straight jacket thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I swear they just put, copied the shot from Leaf Weapon 2, and I think that's why they had to credit the film. I no, because Kong
0: yeah. doesn't slide down the building. He just goes boom, and yeah, he's yeah, like. He, he booms it straight in. In Leaf Weapon, he, Mel Gibson slams it against figure and they. Ah! And then he's standing back up again and goes like oh, it's an old trick I yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: dislocating my shoulder in arm
0: yeah but um they don't pop out that easy guys <laughs> <laughs>
1: you could pop back. do you remember when Wonder Woman fixed Batman's shoulder and somehow didn't rip his arm off in the yeah. process um but yeah it was smart on them to have like the whole night to day cycle for that end bit it doesn't matter how I'm not if you're going to have the sun come up really quickly in a film or set really quickly in a film
2: yeah
1: give us uh, the loose idea that time could pass between that. Don't do it like in X Men Three when Magneto floats a bridge over and it turns from night day to night the moment he walks off the bridge.
0: Charles <laughs> always said he wanted me to build bridges.
1: My other power is moving the surf around the sun. Yeah. Um. But no, he. That whole thing is cool. There's uh, spoilers, but Mechagodzilla is in this. Don't think anyone knew that. God. It's a weird design for Mechagodzilla. I think it's all right.
0: I think it's all right. It's just it. I think the Godzilla's design works really well with the belly and like the way it looks. Yeah. And when you shave that off it just looks a bit there
1: is a toy it- they showed which was um Godzilla and like there was Mecha Godzilla spines coming through him. Because when they first introduced Mecha Godzilla in the Toho films, it was a fake Godzilla. Yeah. It was a robot one with Godzilla skin. And I was expecting them to do that in this film, which I was quite surprised they didn't. I thought they were gonna use like some Gidra alien DNA to grow skin around a mecha. And that, you know, the Godzilla that's been attacking things at the start wasn't the real Godzilla or something. 'Cause he does seem really targeted, doesn't he? He attacks that base and he's like straight for the thing he wants to get.
0: That's what it reminded me of. What? <laughs> Tron from Aquatine Hunger Force. <laughs> Turkeytron.
1: Yeah, for some yeah. reason it
0: reminded me of that.
1: But no, I thought Mechagodzilla was cool. And I love that like the way it all plays out and how you know he's got Mechagodzilla kicks Godzilla's ass for quite a yeah. chunk. And it's it's Kong being the bigger monkey and he gets up and he uses his axe. Godzilla should have had an axe.
0: I think probably the best thing about that is that yeah, Godzilla's like holding his own, and then you see that like Mechazilla sort of has that edge on him, mm. just like he doesn't have to fight. He doesn't pain. get tired. Yeah, and he hasn't just fought another thing yeah. right before.
1: I think the the film. I think it's funny that this one's got Godzilla as of. It's called Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla's not the protagonist in this. Kong is the protagonist. Yeah. King Kong versus Godzilla's the opposite way around. Yeah, Godzilla's the hero character in that one and, Godzilla's, and uh, king, kong's, king the kong's the one who's villain. well i say villain he gets drunk they get him really drunk and he fights a squid
0: so yeah <laughs> like my biggest problem with this is that yeah the human characters are superfluous. you didn't need the hollow yeah, earth it's, stuff that's fine <laughs> like all of the hollow earth stuff didn't make sense you could have just had them come with a power no, source you
1: gotta have the hollow earth it's fun
0: because no, you could have just had them have the power source be something relating to that axe and they've discovered the axe and they're trying to work out how to power it and then Kong gets knocked out fighting Godzilla and then they steal part of the axe to power the fucking Mechagodzilla. Like, I want to see the stuff that just happened off screen. I want to see Godzilla going around killing all the other monsters because he's being driven into a frenzy by Ghidorah. Um, King Ghidorah. Is it Ghidorah or King Ghidorah? Ghidorah. Yeah. Ghidorah. Um, And I'd I'd like to have seen the return of the characters from King of the Monsters because I think that was a more interesting team. Like, I think that Bradley Whitworth and... and Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford, sorry, and... and Another
1: bit in King of of the Monsters where someone goes, oh, my God, and he goes,
0: Zilla. Yeah. (laughs) I like the fact he knew what film he was in. Yeah. I liked Carl Chandler. I don't know why Carl Chandler couldn't be... Because Carl Chandler has that fucking incredible scene in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, where, like, Godzilla's going nuts, and they're trying to work out why he's going nuts. They paid for Skarsgård
1: to be in this film. They can't afford too many people. That's the
0: problem. Skarsgård's real bland. And he doesn't really do kinetic. Everyone off the loves a Scar's Guard
1: though. They're royalty.
0: But they got the kind Swedish of royalty in it anyway. Yeah. But then you could, you could have your kids subplot if you really need it. You could have them on the monarch base, traveling around, following Kong and, and Godzilla, and trying to work out what's going on and trying to take down Apex. And they don't know that Apex are driving everyone mad, but they know that Apex are giving off an energy signal that Kong is trying to track down you know Godzilla's trying to track down and is trying to track down you're questioning too much stuff no but I know but like there are ways to do this film that are like constantly entertaining the problem was I see sparks of brilliance in this and it's completely cut short Rebecca Hall is an incredible actress and I've liked she was shot in the head in
1: Iron Man 3
0: no no but like she's done other stuff as well like she did was it Insane was it Unsane whatever the film was Insane in the Membrane no she did Unsane she was like a, a newscaster slowly going mad and she like she just loses her mind Um, But she's been in loads of stuff where she's like a serious character and then in this she's still trying to play that serious character against a very silly concept. Yeah, but
1: she's playing the serious character and getting paid more than she's been paid for any film she's done
0: Yeah, that's fine. It's like such a sexist character in this film as well. She's just the mother. That's literally who she is. Well, she's meant to be
1: um, Diane Fringy. What's her name? The gorilla in the mist woman effectively, that sort of person. But
0: then that's a weird that's take in. as well because the kid's the person she's communicating with most of the time. So why the is that kid... Male. Why is that kid so similar to a gorilla to these people that they can use a gorilla expert to deal with a kid?
1: Rebecca Hall's character didn't know sign language. Did she not? No, she did, but, you know, King Kong can only look at it from a child.
0: It's such a weird take, isn't it? Rebecca like, Hall's
1: not blonde.
0: I think that's like the biggest <laughs> problem. He was a little kid. <laughs> yeah, but that's the biggest problem is just that there are so many things that you can quite quickly see are wrong who cares I care because I love the parts where it's Godzilla and King Kong I love those characters
1: there's a bit where they punch a monkey and then
0: (laughs) it's just the human character is so poorly done again so poorly done when in in, in King of the Monsters you had too much human character you had too much relying on those humans instead of just having like have characters there have them communicate shit, have them maybe put in peril a couple of times and save each other, fine. but then,
1: How much peril?
0: Like I, I'm giving them 15 minutes of
1: Mild peril. peril?
0: 15 minutes of mild peril. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I miss Thomas Middleditch. I miss yeah. those human characters because in this, the human characters we get are so par, like subpar a lot of the time. And like Alexander Skarsgård, again, he's really trying to play that manic I energy. I think you're missing
1: out on the main theme of the King Kong and Godzilla films which is people who have the money to do things should not. Because when they do, (laughs) giant monsters smash things.
0: Also, right.
1: Literally every single, all the way along these films, the entire thing is people who have power have done something and now monsters will smash because of it. Yeah. And that's the entire story. And this one's just like, let's just make it billionaires. It's like straight up.
0: Yeah. Billionaire
1: guy. What was his name? Walter something. Yeah. And then he gets, oh shit, and he gets smashed by Mechagodzilla. I just, I his body would have been in pieces.
0: Yeah, oh, I man. liked the scene Where they showed what Mecha Godzilla could do with the skull crushers, and I was like, "Why have we got humans running around down there, skull crawlers? Skull crawlers, sorry. Why have we got humans running?" That's around what down I call
1: there? them, anyway. Sounds kind of sounds cooler. <laughs> Sounded cooler in my head.
0: But like the thing is that Did Millie Jordan,
1: Vote Bo- Roberts, do a Godzilla film now, man.
0: <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown and, and and Millie Bobby Brown. Is it Millie Bobby Brown?
1: Millie,
0: <laughs> what's her name? What's her name? Millie Bob Brown. Millie Bobby Brown.
1: It's not Bobby Brown. It is. Can't be Bobby
0: Brown. Millie Bobby Bobby Brown's a friggin'
1: Millie Bobby Brown disgrace soul singer.
0: Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, Yeah, it's it's such a weird one because they don't need to be in any of the scenes they're in for you to tell that story. Like even when Mechagodzilla comes to life and then takes out the leader of that of that group and then everybody's like, I've got an idea. We can we can use the console to stop the satellites that were making the other guys crazy I would just have them have him be like don't let them destroy the console and then it takes out the fucking dude and then instead of them being like having someone there to like fucking do all the little tech stuff just have Mecha Godzilla walk through the console and completely destroy it on his way to go and fight other people you know like there are simple fixes to make but the but then film.
1: that would have made him go and he would have broken just pouring that- the water on the console well Destroying the console was what caused him to stutter for a second so Kong could get his hits in. And then Kong does a fatality on him.
0: Cause chops his arms and legs off.
1: Her name is Millie Bobby Brown. I can't believe you would... <laughs> <get> <laughs>
0: That's such get a that weird wrong. name, isn't it? I think she's partly deaf, but she's good in this. She's
1: Spanish, isn't she?
0: Yeah. Um, the little girl that does the sign language, actually probably the best human character in this, um, she's actually deaf. She's a deaf little girl that knows sign language. But yeah, she is the only one who actually reacts to a lot of stuff as well, which is fucking insane. She's
1: probably getting direction from the directions. That's what I can't hear.
0: Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, There's, there's, for some reason, there's a slight Poseidon adventure moment where the boat tips upside down and everybody's like, oh, we're drowning, we're drowning, everybody get out, get to the... And then it's just done. Like, it's just tipped back over by Kong.
1: Yeah, they lock themselves in a room. Yeah. And then tips over they tips the room. They all drown yeah. and
0: Kong's just like, i got this. Like, there's so many needless bits of shit there. I think if you cut all the human scenes, you wouldn't lose anything. Like, you honestly wouldn't lose
1: anything. So just see the monkey fight, the lizard man. Yeah,
0: that's what I liked. I liked the fight scenes between Gon- <laughs> Kong and Godzilla. I didn't like the fact I kept cutting to people going like, Oh, God, he's fighting Godzilla. He really
1: Once the fight starts, it sticks with the monster no, fights. No, it doesn't.
0: It cuts back to the humans tons.
1: Well, uh, not as much as the last one. The last one was constantly... Like, do you remember the whole fight's happening at the end between Gitter and Kong? Yeah, and, and the orca. And and Godzilla, and they keep going back to friggin', um the family trying to find... Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown in the uh, friggin <laughs> yeah. and they find the soul singer Bobby Brown who I yeah. believe was a paedophile possibly it was that R. Kelly I don't know that yeah, was R. Kelly
0: I um, think Bobby Brown just beat the it's shit out R. Kelly R. Kelly
1: went and friggin had a midget in his cupboard
0: was it Whitney Houston beat the shit out
1: probably yeah Bobby Brown yeah he beat yeah
0: yeah yeah killed
1: her eventually oh just like Lex Luger Luger did to Lex Luger killed Princess Mrs. Waterlane Elizabeth no
0: idea Wrestling,
1: um, he had drugs and stuff. But so yeah, I did,
0: really liked, despite its failures. I really liked. Yeah, and you're here Kong. complaining about people. I just hated the human characters again. Yeah. I mean, I, I say again, I didn't mind them. In, I liked them in, in Skull Kong Island. I fucking loved uh, Kong Island. In Kong Skull Island, I fucking loved the human the sk- characters. Kong
1: Skull Island. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Penis Land. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I like the bit in that where... Um, I like the fucking cringes. Characters
1: get fucking obliterated.
0: Yeah. Like, I like the fact that human characters are all treated like they aren't going to survive. Mm. Like, even when they find John C. Riley and, like, he's got that weird boat they make that goes down the stream. Bro. Yeah. Like, even, like, stuff... stuff like it's got "For like, Your health written on it.
2: Yeah, it does. It's yeah. on his jacket, actually. Broke. That's on
0: his, it's on the back of his jacket. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: but, yeah, like, I, I liked the fact that in that, like, human characters... They were the catalyst to the action, but then as soon as the action started, they had no control. Like, the most control you see in the entirety of that is one guy tries to blow up Kong by coating himself in grenades and getting Kong to eat him, only to find out that Kong is far more intelligent than he expected and he gets pelted against a brick wall. That's not Kong, it's a uh,
1: skull crawler. Is it a skull crawler? Yeah, it's uh, the, the mama skull crawlers yeah, coming towards it, him yeah. and he like does the whole, I'm yeah. going to make a you know dramatic Heroic Vietnam sacrifice. hero sacrifice yeah. and he gets yeeted straight into a cliff.
0: Holy shit, Samuel L. Jackson's good in that.
1: Yeah, my favourite bit, and that's when um, Godzilla is about to chomp down on someone that's falling out of a helicopter. Yeah, and just as his mouth closes, it cuts John Goodman biting into a sandwich, yeah. which, which is just like one of the most perfect edits ever. That um, it's up there with the woman screaming in Lost World, cut into um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the sound of a plane going over. Yeah.
0: No, it's a train. It's He's a plane. He's in the train station. He's in the airport. No, he's in a train station. He's in an airport. He's in a train station. You forget, don't, How I'm much do you want this? lost world. How much do you want to on this? How much do you want to on this right now?
1: It's a plane going over. No, it's
0: not. He is in a train station. I'm
1: going to watch the scene in a minute. No,
0: yeah, we're movies. both going to watch it. You're going to buy the next pizzas. I bought pizzas recently. you buy the next ones now. Oh my God. I'm almost... he's... You said plane. I said train. It's a plane. We don't ever want someone to say automobiles, but we'll get there. Um But yeah, what did you think? Uh, I was trying
1: right? to say but someone kept Sorry. trying to you getting... I think the human characters were the best thing in the film they no, you your th-
0: fucking <laughs> who do you prefer out of these two new iterations of Godzilla and Kong because I, I still think Godzilla is the nigh on the perfect design I like Godzilla yeah I do
1: prefer more sort of creepy Godzilla I like Shin Godzilla
0: yeah I think that this is like it's a good design it's a little bit creepy I like the fact that they focus more on the face because hmm. in the other ones you sort of you don't get that like you don't get a lot of, like, seeing his, like, detail in his mouth and stuff. There's it's that great... Stuff up in your mouth. I didn't, that was a burp. It was just a chunky burp.
1: Yeah, chunky. That's Second pizza.
0: <laughs> I was just getting the pizza back up to have another taste.
1: I like Godzilla, I like the Godzilla design. It's massive, I fucking, chunky thing. That I like fight Kong at friggin'... the
0: end where he... Um, basically, is where Kong's got the, the axe... And he goes to swing it, and Godzilla just bodies the axe and then bites the shoulder. Yeah. And it's such a fucking fluid, and it's like an animal. Like, it is like a genuine animal. Like, they've taken mm. the time to design it based on other things in nature.
1: Oh, they didn't get Toby Kebbell to do the motion capture for Godzilla. No, Kong they this didn't. One, no, did they? which would a bit yeah. disappointing.
0: Yeah. You can tell that I don't think they had anyone doing the motion capture on him. I think it was just an artist. It's probably someone. No, I think it was just CGI artists. No, no, North. <laughs> <Broken> <laughs> old still, a North. Broken armor. Which
1: explains all the wisecracks, con, get true. making for the history. <laughs> no he was all just of like ah, crap oh crap oh crap yeah. you can't get him shut
0: up I um yeah there's a lot of stuff I really liked in this and there's a lot of shots I really liked in this I just Richard wish
1: Richard McGonagall was Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> come on Kong, we got a treasure to go find did Troy
0: Barker play or Troy Baker sorry
1: what Troy Baker yeah Troy Baker he's the um...
0: the riddler <laughs> Yeah, he's, like, he's like, Kong and Godzilla, you've got to ride in my 32 automated Riddler tracks before you can get access to the trophy. <laughs> why is, why in the Arkham games does Riddler go from, hey, take a picture of this fucking snowman to, I've built a track for you, Batman.
1: Yeah, he turns into fucking Saw.
0: <laughs> he turns into fucking, he turns into a member of the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> he's like, he's like, can you drift around the corners faster than me in my Riddler mobile? It's like he's got a tank. He
1: just really wants to watch Batman have fun. Yeah. Like a great But no, Godzilla vs. Kong was good.
0: Yeah, I really liked it. Um, oh, one thing I was thing, I'm also... not
1: expecting much from these films. I just want to sit and enjoy watching a giant yeah, I creature know, trash stuff.
0: This, the problem is that... Give
1: me Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla next, though. I want still... fucking Space Godzilla. In my, in, my head,
0: still, in my head it still goes, Kong Skull Island is the best, mm. followed by Godzilla 2014. Then's this, and then's King, then it's King of Monsters.
1: I love King of Monsters.
0: I love King of Monsters. These are all, like, in my head, these are all, like, 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 films. The problem let is- me
1: direct this one, though, because I wouldn't have put Mechagodzilla in it, okay? I would have made you think they're doing Mechagodzilla, but the key part is Apex is a cybernetics division. Jet Jaguar. No. Gigan. What J- a fucking Gigan. J-Jager. J-Jager. It would have been like, hey, we had all this technology based on Godzilla and King Ghidorah, and somehow we made a giant robot chicken.
0: It's a bit disappointing that they already have the template for this kind of film in Pacific Rim Uprising and they didn't just use that.
1: Pacific Rim Uprising sucked. It's alright. The sequel? Yeah, it's, it's alright. not good.
0: It becomes a mess towards the end, but I like the idea of them taking parts of the kaiju and putting them into machines and then just fucking taking them over. Yeah. And they could have done that with this. They've got they've got the head of Gidorah. Yeah,
1: but Pacific Rim Uprising sucks.
0: There was really zero reason for that guy to be sitting into the, in the skull of Gidorah. Like I think that Red I mean, Light Media cool. did it in their review. They were like, they were like, "Hey, look, right? If you want it to be that it connects to Mecha Godzilla, just have the head in the tank." And it was like, yeah, but, no, but it's a skull."
1: Yeah, but Adam Wingard wanted to put neon lights on the skull. Yeah,
0: he did. Yeah, but it looked cool. It did look cool, but it yeah. just it didn't make much sense.
1: It made plenty of sense because no, it, it looks
0: cool. Um, that it, it still annoys me so much. Those, those skull crawlers, it like. Millie Bobby Brown and their little gang didn't need to be in that scene and it cuts up a scene that could have been really good to see just Godzilla, wide shot see him going up against the Skullcrawler see him rip it to pieces with a nice close-up with blood splatters on the screen but instead every so often we're cutting down to surface and like and just seeing feet <laughs> and seeing them go we've got to get on the hatch it's like yeah we know you got to get in the fucking hatch there's a cool monster fight going on over there show us that
1: Skullcrawler's tiny why am
0: I seeing this? it's like Alexander Skarsgård I've yeah, got to right. defibrillate I've got to defibrillate King Kong oh, yeah, I've got to use I've got to use my ship to defibrillate King that Kong That's cool and and like in my head I was just like just have him like go up in the ship and then knock down some power cables and they land on Kong and then Kong's back up instead of like I've got to prepare the ship and he's, he's like up. doing all this shit and it's five minutes of them going you're going to die and he's like I've got to do it though I've got to revive King Kong and they sh- you're your going to die accent? though no he's doing an American accent in this yeah but he's yeah. Swedish I've gotta I've gotta use my Technical abilities About the hollow earth to Are you re- sure
1: that's An American accent To
0: is? realign the jet The jet propulsion To make electronic Booms And then It's the it's funniest It is, it is one of the funniest Shots in the film He basically He does all his wiring And the little hatch Opens up And he jumps out And you see him jump out But then it cuts to him Running away He's like 500 metres Away from Kong He's got a good jump <laughs> <laughs> it's just—it's such a jar. He's quite a tall lad. There's so many weird cuts in this, and that's one of the weirder ones. It's like, it's like, okay, I've done the calculation. I've got to jump out the ship. He goes to jump out the, the next shot. It's him like, oh, I'm so fast. <laughs> gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> like, he fast. It's—it's it's so chopped to pieces. It's clearly been. He was
1: reviving like, a, a giant eight, Why are you Adam, worrying about
0: that? Adam Wingard clearly directed a film, and like he had an idea, and then someone's gone, hey. Let's give the human scenes to a trailer to a trailer company. Like, there's got to be a better cut of this that makes more sense because he's so purposefully in his direction. You're
1: worrying too much about showing him run for a bit longer. No,
0: no, but like that's that, that's indicative of every scene in this film that involves the humans. Like it's cut to ribbons. It's literally like like when you they're in that. the then they're in the hollow earth and he goes he goes oh Kong's got to put it in the thing. And then we see Kong put it in the thing. He goes, "Oh, it's powering the other things." It's like, "Oh, we see it powering the other things." And it's like, and it's like, "Oh no, there's bats!" And then we see the bats. Yeah, because like we don't need that. Americans are stupid. Yeah, I know, but like we don't need that, and it cuts up ways a beautiful. There's been people
1: for the last few weeks saying the scene where the Joker says he he's going to (laughs) pull off Batman is the greatest Joker and Batman scene ever.
0: I don't think that they've seen. Let's get nuts. That's my favorite Joker. You (laughs) want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. (laughs) That's my favorite Joker scene. My
1: favorite Bat Joker scene is the one from um, is it was it under the Red Hood? It's the one where he's sitting there being talked to, and he like stabs the guy with a broken glass. Oh, Says I'm gonna need some guys, not these guys though, because they're They're dead. dead. (laughs)
0: Yeah. My um, my favorite one is um, is. It's it is Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton, but it's where um Jack Nicholson goes he's like he's like he's being pinned. Batman's got him with the thing and mm-hmm. he's pulling him up and he goes to reach out and he's got the joy buzzer mm-hmm. and he zaps Batman in, and Batman just lets him go. And he's like mm-hmm. he's like Oh did he wanna die? Yeah. <laughs> um You wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts <laughs> I fucking love Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah. Loads of people don't like it, but I think he's it's really fantastic, good. Batman. I think it's interesting that he tears the cowl off. Like I think that's people, interesting it's just like Why do people have a problem With that this week I know I fucking love I've seen
1: it seen a bunch of people Repost that scene What where he tears it off Yeah cause um, Why does he just tear it off Because like, it's, like, it's, it's quicker damaged, Than removing fuck, it Who gives
0: a shit <laughs> it's like, Can you imagine Trying to remove that? Like I, I When I was a kid And I watched that film And even when I'm an adult Actually I always forget That he can't move his neck Because he like acts In a way that means He's like stoic and stuff yeah. He doesn't really run shit like, like that Like create the Batman Yeah but Crusture. he has, there's an awesome scene where he, like, there's a signal or something going off above him. And to look, he tilts, does a semi, like, a semi crunch, and then up, like that. Yeah. And he pulls it off facially. So you're like, you're like, and then he just, yeah. like, he goes, like, okay.
1: It's the best signal. I don't know. I can't look up.
0: Yeah. It's pretty it? decent. But yeah, like, my, my major gripe is just that, yeah, the human characters, if you remove them, perfect film. Love it. You can't remove them because, like you said, audiences are stupid and visual story storytelling doesn't really they work. They need to let
1: me do it in the next Godzilla film. What? Do you know what? I'll have aliens in it. I'll get the cockroach aliens from Godzilla vs. Gigan. I thought you were
0: going to say from, from Insectivores, whatever it was. No, the... there's
1: cockroach aliens in Godzilla vs. Oh, Gigan. That's
0: cool. they, do we send them to Mars and they got big and then we had to send up people... That no, we they, they come them.
1: from another planet and they ruined their environment. Um, and the Well, they didn't. The people who lived before them destroyed the environment and then the cockroaches evolved into like, higher species in the wasteland and they came to Earth to destroy it.
0: I just want the next movie to be essentially a remake of Skull Island but instead of it being Skull Island they are in the Hollow Earth home. You know, they've made the little bubble? Yeah. They get cut off and basically Kong goes missing and they've got to survive down there and find out what happened to Kong and hopefully save him because at some point they've got a signal that, like, there's another Titan down there like an apex and then they find out it's Kong and a Lady Kong and they're fucking... And like this is embarrassing And they go Let's go home And they go We can't wear traps And they're like No And then they become The aliens with the big heads From Planet of the Apes And then Makani Kong Is not it Yeah And then they've got Godzuki Baby Kong
1: Where is Godzuki In all this I don't is know I, left hope at hell. Home?
0: I hope he's dead I hope he's fucking dead Godzuki God left they, him at home I hope they aborted That child <laughs> I hate him So much Godzuki can suck A fucking dick I hate that guy Manila Manila is it Yeah I don't give a fuck I hate him Baby Godzuki's
1: Godzuki. a creation of the animated show.
0: Yeah, alright, same fucking thing, innit? No. Baby dinosaur. It's not. Dog shit. It is dog shit. No, your Godzilla lore. I don't give a fuck. I don't know my Godzuki lore because it's dog shit. I hate it. Baby Godzilla is pointless.
1: You never even watched the Hanna-Barbera cartoons?
0: No, I did. And he had the weird wings. What? Yeah, Godzuki had wings in the Hanna-Barbera cartoon. He had webs that you can fly with. That's Spider-Man. No, that was Godzuki as well. You are wrong about this as you're wrong about Jeff Goldblum and the train station. Anyway. Alright. That's been just pretty wasting
1: time. It's fucking wasting Almost, too much oh, of my time. It's
0: longer than Kong vs. Godzilla. Oh my god. But not Godzilla vs. Kong.
1: Maybe Mortal Kombat should be this long so you can give all the characters oh, enough time to So you can finally find
0: out why Sub-Zero ties his shoelaces with. Yeah.
1: I hope there's a scene where Scorpion's like hey, been- Sub-Zero... Um, if you don't have me around, who's going to give you a hand job?
0: That's been pushed back to the 21st, hasn't it? 26th. 26th. So we won't be getting that until the podcast after next.
1: Yeah. Oh, no.
0: But we've got nobody.
1: God, I'll just watch the 90s Mortal Kombat film again. Do you want to so review better? that?
0: No. We could both do that for the podcast next time. No. What, the 1995? Yeah. Well, no. Yes. No. Anyway. Oh. Let me turn this off. I didn't even get to talk about Chaos, Chaos Standing or whatever it was, Chaos Stranding, Chaos, Chaos, whatever it is. You know the Tom Holland film? That was weeks ago. No, that's been released recently. Did you watch it weeks ago? Oh yeah, no, I watched Cherry. Oh. There's a new Tom Holland film where he has psychic powers. Well, they're oh. not psychic powers, all his thoughts appear in, it's got Mads Mikkelsen in it, I got confused with another round, I guess. Anyway. This has been episode 157 of Crit Apocalypse. You can find us at Crit Apocalypse on Twitter. You can find Anne at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. He is also available as Mellow Gaming on YouTube. He is the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube. He is also reacting Sentai Yopo Ranger on YouTube. You I'm also freaking, have you also have a Transformer.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah. whatever. Can I he has a Transformer thing,
0: channel then? on YouTube called Can I Fuck This? He tries to put his dick in Transformers. So far, no successful tests.
1: Well, I haven't got that unicorn.
0: So. <laughs> I was expecting you to correct me, but you just went with it. You yes And, did that one. <laughs> Normally you duck out. Someone didn't pre order me the unicorn figure. I wasn't gonna buy you a fucking unicorn for fifty four hundred pound. Fifty four
1: hundred five hundred pound. Was it five hundred? Yeah. I thought you said five and a half grand before.
0: No. Who would pay five hundred and a half who pay five and a half grand for a unicorn? No one would. Someone it's might. Someone would. Elon That's Musk would. It's 500 quid. Elon Musk would. Elon
1: Musk is fucking stupid. Dogecoin is the coin of the people. He probably has to pay 5,000 quid every time his wife says, Hey, do you want to see the baby today? 5,000 quid, please. She's got him over a barrel, will not she? That Billie Eilish. Mm.
0: Yeah. Is it Billie Eilish? Yeah. No, because she's only just turned 18. It's not Billie Eilish. It's that other woman that twigs. FK Grimes. FKA twigs. Oh, Grimes. Grimes, yeah, Grimey one. FK Twigs was the one know, that's dated Robert Pattinson.
1: They were fucking terrible. Yeah, I can't stand any of them.
0: Has there been any more accusations is against? Has Shia LaBeouf come back yet, or is he still cancelled?
1: No, he's been alright I think he's right now, isn't he? No, no he way. was
0: like really fucked up. He didn't. He yeah. give some girl chlamydia on purpose. Like he fucked a prostitute and then fucked some girl and then gave a chlamydia on purpose. And that like, was really abusive. Maybe I don't
1: know. I don't yeah, know. I'm gonna have to get rid
0: of I've my Shia LaBeouf
1: action figure now. So have you? Yeah, came with the masterpiece the masterpiece Jazz. Look, you can see him. He's right next to Jazz. There's a little the oh, yeah, yeah. yeah carrying an all-spark cube. You
0: need to cancel it. No. You need to get rid of him. I've got to get rid of my t-shirt jumper that says you can do it.
1: Your holes one. Yeah, my holes t-shirt. That yeah. was before the bad times. Yeah.
0: That was before the end times. you even Stevens. <laughs> I used to own this. Oh, no, that was Big Wolf on Campus. Can I stop this now? Bring back Big Wolf on Campus. Did you ever watch that? No. It was about Werewolf on Campus. He was a football player, it's he was super Teen popular. Wolf. No, it wasn't Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was Did I know Brian's in Teen Wolf? The series that I watched every episode of. Do you know who else is in Teen Wolf? Um that guy Dragon Knight. The guy who played Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat nineteen ninety five. That's right, it all comes back. <laughs> it's Lyndon full Ashby. circle. Lyndon Ashby. I made it all make sense. He was in Tombstone. In... Yeah, he was, yeah. And yeah. he was also in Resident Evil Apocalypse.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Or is it Afterlife? Which no, is the no. one in the it's desert? The poor
1: man's Michael Bean.
0: No, he's not. He's the rich man's Michael Bean. Those were $500 sunglasses, you asshole. Can I stop this now? Yeah, you can stop it. I brought it all back. I'm happy with that. I did like a nice little circle. Dylan O'Brien to Linda Nashby. What was his name?
1: Linda Nashby. Yeah. dumb
0: Yeah, Johnny Cage. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Oh, bye everyone. Goro. Aim for the testicles. Goro
2: fucks kids. Goro <laughs> fucks kids.